to episode 349 of Texting, hosted by myself, Justin Vincent, and Jason Roberts. Georgia was telling me that um, in America, myself is not really a thing that you use, that word. You, you do say myself, but you, you say it in situations where you wouldn't say myself. Oh, I do? You, say, I, you would say, I hit myself in the face, but you <laughs> say myself instead of, like, me, mm. you know? So, so are we saying for like 348 episodes, I've been using it incorrectly? Yeah. Myself. I look at it, I'm like, okay. Well, it, it's, it's, I don't know if it's just a you thing or if there's a, some subset of people from the UK say that, I don't know. But another thing you say, which I also hear other, I see people write it in Hacker News and I've heard other people from the UK say it, which is they'll refer to a company and in and, and the plural. Oh, like Google's? No, no. They'll say instead of saying, <laughs> instead of saying, um, oh god, like we said, example. But the pro and the pronoun would be it instead of Google. They would say they. Oh, they. It's a pronoun, but or something like that. So you're thinking, but it's 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 a set. It's a thing. Google is a thing. I mean, it does. It is consists of many people, but oh, it is I always... one. It is a set. Right? But I I always yeah. say they. I would say they you, if I was referring you do, to Google. You do. But it's yeah. a lot of people in the UK, and I, just, I think that sounds really weird. Yeah. Oh, that's <laughs> like, weird. Huh? Why do you say why? It's, that's a thing. <laughs> Google is not they. <laughs> anyway. But, uh, yeah, I'm sure. What, what, do, what, do, uh, what do I say or what do Americans say that always grates on you a little bit? You're like, that is not right. That sounds really weird. Is there a, um, is there a thing in particular? There's not there. There's nothing. You've just got a few. I can't remember off the top of my head, but you've got a few funny ways that you say things, like mm. literally, literally. Yeah. Oh, literally. literally. <laughs> oh, right. right yeah. Literally. Stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. So what's uh what's new? So you're. I see you're pretty active on the new texting Discord. Yes. You're like uh, you're like Mama Bear on that thing. You're like all over the place. Well, I mean, I'm enjoying it. It's you're great. Host, I mean, you're like is... the you're the host. You're like the <laughs> yeah host of the party. I mean, we are the texting hosts. You're just you're just absent. Yeah, <laughs> I, just, I got a lot. I mean, like, I you have, got shit to do, right? <laughs> I got shit. I'm like, look at us going. Like, I, you know, I just, I, I mean, I try and check it every once in a while. And if there's anything that's really, if it's addressed to me or relevant to me, I'll say something. But I cannot allow myself to get distracted. I have. I mean, I'm working seven days a week. I'm working, you know, nonstop. I can't just sit there and be, you know, dicking around about some random topic i just i'm not interested don't have time for it gotta focus got it you know so that's that's kind of my thing it's not that i'm trying to be absent it's just that i you know i mean one of my one of my achilles hill is 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 you know which is that of i think a lot of a lot of people is it's just easy to get distracted by the things that are neat and interesting right you know mm -hmm. oh that sounds interesting i think oh that's a neat uh, you know and just and you know you'll click on a an article on Hacker News or something. And I mean, most of them don't interest me, but I want to come across something that looks really interesting. And you're like, this does, this is nothing to do with anything I'm doing. <laughs> Just takes I, you down a rabbit hole. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, it's fine to take a break and read something for like five to seven minutes. Right. Sit there, go, okay, I can, I just need to, need to, you know, change my, mental framework here just take a step back i'll just read this thing but if it's more than that and it turns into some 20 30 minute thing it's just it's just dumb um i just get it I, so i have to i have to actively fight fight it at times i so, mean i am really enjoying the discord because 
it's it's something i think it's sort of in a way it's been my missing thing that I, i've i've wanted but didn't know that i wanted like when i had the when i had the nugget community i would often post to that you know very regularly i just like to do incremental updates the same way i like to check in to um you know if i'm che- if when i check into github i just it just gives me it, it gives me a feeling of like a thing was done right now so you know as i'm as i'm sort of working through stuff if i find an interesting link or whatever i'll just post it there as i if i release anything on uh, play strong well, what what was the thing that you did? What we used to do on Yammer was it App Guild or something. Is that what? Yeah, that was that. Yeah, that was App. So Guild. this is that like was... App Guild two for you, in a way, in a way. But I wasn't very, I wasn't a very um, dedicated community manager. Well, that, that was what was weird about that whole thing is that you were like, I'll start this thing, but then I just want it to exist. I don't want to main man it. Exactly, it. and but I'm just I... like, and I kept telling him like, that is, you have to, you can't just you know set a party up and then leave you have to you have to kind of participate but here's the thing i'm not even i'm not even maintaining this discord i'm just posting my stuff so it's 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 acting also like a notebook so it helps me remember things for when we you know when we talk in the show but it's cool to post stuff like this this is cool um in i created i created something called jv links uh which which is just for me to post my links Mm -hmm. but like Fernando Nava posted a link <laughs> to JV Links. He's so like, this, hey, this is this is. I a JV have link. given you a link. <laughs> this is your new link, sir. <laughs> yeah. like, uh... like, so that was cool. You know, I I can actually links just come out of nowhere, even though mm-hmm. it's it's supposed to be me posting links. So how cool is that? I like it. I think that's funny. I think everybody <laughs> should post to JV Links. <laughs> just make it completely ironic. It's like, no, I... <laughs> which is like, is it even better than not having to read? the posts it's like i don't even have to find them or think you know they they just pop into existence it's your new morning brief (laughs) yeah right well it's true jv links is the new morning brief right it's like you know rested was it uh morning brief is dead long live morning brief yeah (laughs) but um what i was just looking at that today looking at the code because um i'm going to swipe some of the code for this new little thing that i'm doing Mm -hmm. uh task flow Mm-hmm. And um, it was it was very beautiful. I really wish that it turned into something. It's a beautiful corpse. It's a beautiful corpse. Yeah. So um, Taskflow was that to do thing you were working on for a while, but then you bailed on it. Yeah. Um. So the re- the reason why I bet so so to, the reason why I thought I've got to Taskflow in the first place was because of all the shit that I did and was I was just really trying to just on a first principles basis like. What should I be ultimately working on? Because I've looked at 4,000 ideas in Nugget and I basically can't find anything. And um, I just, so many reasons why I can't work on stuff. Like, for example, I don't want to work on a platform. You know, I don't want to work on someone else's platform. Um, you already I ran into that with Plugio. That was painful. <laughs> I don't want to, I don't want to do content because I know that that's, a, that's really difficult and painful to do content. I, I, I do want to have customers. I want to build something where I can interact with customers and make it better. Um, so that was just why I just ended up, okay, just a to-do app. It's like, there's, you know, I, it, it has, it meets all the criteria, even though it seems like the most boring thing in the world. It just, of all the, the, the sort of negatives and positives that I need, a to-do app meets it. So that's how I got into to Taskflow in the first place. But then I started mocking it up and I just got too deep into the mock-ups. I did it. I created too much of a, it was worked really nice, but it was just too, um, complicated. 
I didn't dog food it. You, you over-engineered it. I over, but you said something very wise at the time. You said, don't do that. Just dog food it. Just build it. Just start using it. And I completely ignored you. And... Um, <laughs> Well, I mean, I I don't think it's, I may have said it, but I'm obviously not the first person who said something like this is pretty, I mean, it's like, you know, the 37 Signals used to say this all the time back in the day, it's just build the simplest thing that really solves a, solves a problem, the core problem and get it out there and then iterate it on it. You know, I think the problem is, Mm -hmm. you know, developers, product people, they have this, this beautiful you know, they want to build castles in the sky. They go, oh, it's going to do this and this and they just build and build and build and build. And, you know, the problem is you get something so complicated, you can't finish it. But the other thing is that you you might likely build a lot of stuff that uh, nobody really cares about. And then um, you've, you've yeah. made something too complicated for people to figure out even how to engage with. And you build stuff, you probably build a lot of stuff that maybe they don't really care about or if it solves a problem in slightly the wrong way or... You, what happens is is that a small vocal minority cares about it, so you can't really delete it, but it makes the whole everything much more complicated for everybody else. Yeah. So it's like, yeah. There's a million and one reasons not to do that. Um, it, but but for people who who uh, have this aesthetic sense of what the perfect solution is, it just is so hard not to do that. Uh-huh. Right? It's really you hard. Want but, to do but it. I built it out so much from the mock-ups that I'm like, oh my God, this is this is like too too much work. I don't mm-hmm. want to do it. So I, that's I another thought, thing. So that I even mentioned that's so that's another thing. So then you you build some you, <laughs> you 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 discourage yourself because you <laughs> your own over engineering that have you done has demoralized you and you're just like ah. Oh, and mockups are supposed to be the fast thing, you know, but I di- I didn't know until then until now you can actually overdo mockups. So you death can, by mockups is death. that? <laughs> yeah. You're the first company to ever kill itself. <laughs> <laughs> by overdoing the mock-ups that's interesting that might be a first i think i've never heard of that usually it's death because co- co- you know co-founders decide they don't like each other or they boil the ocean or they raise too much money too early before they you know there's all these sort of like top 10 things nobody except for Taskflow's died by overdoing it on the mock-ups well but, except Taskflow hasn't died but so, but we'll, but we'll get well, to that. So it, de- it did die. It you did brought die. it back to life. You but, you cast a, you cast some spell on it. You resurrected it from the dead, crawling out of the grave. But if you if you think about it, this is exactly the pattern that I had with Plugio. I basically started started it. I sort of had some success or something, and then I just kind of got over it. And then I just dropped it for three months. Didn't really mention it. And then we had some guest, and I just happened to say, "Oh, what do you think about this?" And then they'd say a really good idea, and I would, oh yeah. That's good. Mm. And then I sort of went back into it. So I think that's part, I think, I don't think I'm the only person who sort of has fits and starts with their side project. No, but I'm not was, saying people all do, but I'm, I'm talking about the purely, the this mock-ups. Was a, this was, this was a death, I'll, I'll agree. <laughs> so anyway, I- Well, I have I, to say, you are really good at mock-ups. I mean, you're a mock-up <laughs> wizard. I mean- You really if, are. If there was a way that I could become- <laughs> you know, get everything I wanted through just doing mock-ups for people. I would definitely do that. Well, you do. You love ideating. Yeah. You love you love um, you love going through the user journey, right? You yeah. like you like perfecting it. You like going through it. You like you just. I mean, so I can see how you get carried away. I mean, but if anybody the, can do it, it's you. I don't know how I would get that job. I mean, I don't know what that job is or where it would be. But anyway, I just, so VP of recent, mock-ups. <laughs> <laughs> the, yeah i've never heard of that one 
<laughs> Usually more involved than uh, most physicians, but maybe, I don't know, maybe there's somebody out there. That's why we just want someone all all they do is they just drag just, stuff around on a page. Like, well, we'll put the button here. We can put it there. Maybe we put, oh, yeah. Like this. Um, anyway, I was working on George's website. We've released the new sales page and, and mm -hmm. basically just have to sit back and wait and see what happens with that. Mm -hmm. So brain started twitching and thinking about what can I do? What other stuff can I do? And I've also been missing just having a thing to do. Yeah. Well, I would say you are between <laughs> projects. That's why I'm saying I can see why he's so busy at Discord. He's just between projects. He's just yeah. got, he's got yeah. nothing else to absorb his attention. So, mm -hmm. you know, so Lakes. I thought back to task flow. Cause I went back through my brain of all the 4,000 ideas and all where it took me and it took me to task flow and a to-do app and that is the logical thing to do if you're me and what i remembered that i really liked about it was the strategies because it's like a it's like okay if you rate and rank things you you can help it can help you determine what the best thing to do with your life because one of the problems that i have is like deciding what the fuck should i do like when you can do a lot of different stuff where should you put your time so anyway, I really liked that idea and I did a mock-up and I pushed it to, I, I sort of pulled just that out of the product and put, a, and put that in startup ideas um, uh, as an app called Prioritize. You mean the Discord channel? The Discord channel, yeah, in startup ideas. And I did a nice mock-up for it, do what really matters, pick a strategy, and I sort of showed that vision. This could be an app that just lets you put stuff in and help you prioritize it and help you make good decisions. Well, the feedback I got from pretty much everyone I showed it to was, forget that, just do the to-do app and just dog food it, you know, just make it and start, start using it, uh, you know, to, to, to manage your tasks. So going just... back to what I told you to do, here's what <laughs> pretty you've much. heard. Okay. Yeah. And so I'm like, okay, fine. I'll You're just like, do that. But I just want to write doing some more mock-ups. I just. So that's so I, so I'm now of the mind of the, the sort of Amy Hoy mindset, just fucking shit. And, you know, she wrote a book, Just what? Fucking Ship. Well, that's, that's okay. Deep insight. Just, what does that mean? I don't know what that means. It means stop perseverating, just effing ship. To do, or, or, oh, just fucking ship. Also, no, also by Nike, just do it. Just, just do it. Yes. That might be a little more family friendly. <laughs> um, and so I'm just, I'm doing it. I'm, I already got, I, I've, I've just, the other, as, I'm using um, Laravel Vapor, which we played around with for Morning Brief, but wow. decided not to use. What is it? Um, it's basically serverless, so you can deploy Laravel to all the Lam Lambda stuff. Um, but it, it's just really well done. Like, it's just, I mean, I just had the site. I don't need a server. It's like infinitely scalable out the box. I can just put it up there. So Yeah. A couple of things, a couple of observations. I mean, I have, I've never used Laravel. I know you've used it for years. You seem like you've had a really good experience with that framework. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I it's mean, great. Typically frameworks, you quickly hit the sharp edges after, you know, with pretty quickly and you start chafing under the limitations or whatever. I mean, I haven't really heard you complain about Laravel. You've used it for numerous projects and oh. it's, if never. They keep adding stuff. They keep add like they keep making it so that it can do. Like if something cool comes out, like Elixir Live View, mm. they'll find a way to make something like that happen with so Laravel. PHP could do that, and you're like, <laughs> no, you're like, oh yeah, oh yeah. And so, so if you go to 
laravel.com and just look at the ecosystem, all the different stuff that they've built, it's insane. Like it's so easy to get Laravel running on your local machine. They've got three different tools. One of them's called Valet, where you can just easily spin up uh, different domains, different local domains on your machine, just with a single command. And it's just, it'll just like pop a version of Laravel. It'll put it on like mm -hmm. my app. But then there's another, then they have a Docker thing called Sail, where you can just instantly and easily get Laravel working on Docker on your local machine. And then they have another thing that I can't remember the name of. But they just, they do all these things to make it incredibly easy and developer well, friendly. Well, okay. So do they have something like Vapor where persistent, they have persistent processes running, that kind of thing without having to hit the database every time you go, if you have, I mean, I think, I feel like they must have done something like that. I, I think you've told me about that. Is that, do you know? Do uh, you they'll, know? they'll put, they put, uh, uh, they, they plug into, um, AWS, uh, proxy, um, the okay. database proxy. So basically there's a, there's an AWS database proxy and all, all you got to do is click a button and it's like, use the database proxy and it will do it. And so well, what no, that what does I mean is, is like you have, you like you construct a bunch of objects or whatever, and it's just, you know, it stays persistent. It doesn't, it doesn't die after the end of the session. Right. That uh, doesn't do anything. It doesn't do anything like that. Well, what, give me a use case. Well, like I'll with Uber, you. right? So, okay. So, um. You know, in, in the initial version was PHP. Yeah. Right. The one they built from, for, you know, I had a little consulting for Meta Mexico built, you know, it was just like a couple of PHP scripts. Right. But that was burning up the database. And um, because your client and driver apps would need to ping in like every four Got seconds, it. like, yeah. here's my latitude, latitude, here's my state. Looking for, I'm looking for a trip. I'm open for an available trip. I'm not open for a trip, you know, whatever. So they're both. So in, in, the client driver apps are pinging the server continuously, right? And you get too many people doing that. And every single time you do that, you have to like hit the database, do a query, blah, blah, blah. It just, it just becomes um, pretty unscalable pretty quickly. And so um, I was like, all right, well, you know, you, you can write it C++ or Java or something like that, which, you know, because it's coming from the um, high frequency trading world, those, those are the kind of, you know, platforms you would use back in the day. And I said, well, you know, when Node was just coming out, I said, we can do that with Node and we can use JavaScript. It'd be a lot faster developing the C++ and less painful than Java. And so, but no, a Node process just is running, right? It's not a script that gets called by Apache or, or Nginx or something. It just runs and then you, it receives a socket connection and you could have thousands or millions of objects maintaining whatever state you want and you don't have to hit, you know, hit serialize anything. You just like, Okay, we have a trip object, driver object, client trap, and it's like back back in microseconds as opposed to, you know, whatever milliseconds or whatever it is. And um it's you know, uh and then we would just serialize stuff out asynchronously. Yeah, I get you. Okay, oh, yeah. so that's basically it. that that was a fundamental use case that everybody would understand. Yeah, so how would you do um, that in PHP without hitting so the database? So with with Laravel, um well I don't know about PHP, but I know with Laravel. So if you go to the laravel.com homepage and you click on ecosystem, you'll see all the different things. And one of the things they have is called Laravel Octane, mm -hmm. um, which is, uh, the description is supercharge your application's performance by keeping it in memory. Okay. And, um, yes, it's, that's, it's, that's right. It, okay. So it does what you're describing or, or Erlang or something like that. So it's, and, and they built the cool thing about the way that they do it is they'll build it on a couple of different engines. So they, the whole, the whole of Laravel started by being, uh, uh, like built and an abstraction on top of symphony. And Symfony still is the at the essential foundation, but just done in a, in a different way. That's um, to me 
just much easier to understand and much, you know, so many things. Well, that that's that's the pattern that they always use. So Laravel Octane is built on top of Open Swool <laughs> or <laughs> Roadrunner. <laughs> and mm. so you can, you, these are two different concepts. But for example, Socialite, you know, that this is just another thing where, you know, you just, you just run a composer command, you install Socialite, and now all of a sudden you can connect to people, you know, everyone can log in via Facebook, Twitter, GitHub, LinkedIn, whatever. And so right. there's so many different things that they do that it just, you know, it just works. Nice. Well, that's good because you've you've been using this for what, ten years now or something. Yeah, that's great. That's good. So you so so basically, um, I'm with the with the task flow thing. I mean, I'm just gonna. You know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna do it like the first version. I'm just gonna do it to make it so that it's useful from the moment that anyone hits the page. So, um, like sort of like the way that Pastebin is that kind of an app. Mm -hmm. So it's just gonna give you. You hit the page, it's going to give you a session, and it's like, like no matter where you are, you can just have a, a quick little project management tool that you can use. Just get straight to it. I'm not going to hide it behind a login or whatever, and just make it instantly usable. So the page isn't even going to have a sales page. It's just going to be, ta-da, start using. Yeah, and, then just have like, like and, just, and just have like an upgrade or premium thing, just like yeah. Discord does or whatever things up in the corner people want to share yeah. with other people, you know, um, you know, create a team team to-do list, team tasks, you know, signing stuff to people. Yeah, that, and that's something I've been wondering about. Like, should I, I... I do like that idea, and that sort of makes me think about the architecture. It makes me almost want to use something like Live View, Phoenix, um, Elixir. Um, but well, I wouldn't get too carried I'm not gonna, yeah. away. I mean, I no, think... I'm I mean, it's, it's... I'm just, yeah. just going to do the basic... The, the, just going to do it in, 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 in phases. So the first one will just be... Super simple, like Uber version one, you know, pretty much. Yeah. And then I mean, I'll go into deeper concepts later. Right. I mean, the, this, the, the quicker you can get it in the hands of actual users, yeah, the better. But the key is, that, or is you want to build something you can charge people for as soon as possible because if people aren't willing to pay for it, you're not creating anything of any real value. That's the key. If you're right. not, I mean, I would just say build something and, 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 and make it easy to use, but then, I don't know, that's the only problem with the, freemium is you can fool yourself or you can, you can sort of um talk yourself into not charging and not charging and not charging and not charging and then you're you don't know whether you're creating any value because nobody's willing to if nobody's willing to pay for it you i mean my i would say you're not really creating anything of any of much value and you can end up postponing that because you think oh well you know i'm just trying to get a bunch of users on here and da 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 it's like well i don't know so that's that's the thing um well go like According to you and Mark and my mastermind group, um, the reason to dog food it is to sort of just actually make something work really well for yourself before you even get too stressed about other people. That's fine. That's fine. Yeah. You, you know, I mean, um, but once you get something that's working well, yeah. I think you want to beeline towards trying to charge for it because that yeah. that's when you get a real signal because you can have everybody oh everybody says it's great well that doesn't mean that's that doesn't mean anything yeah you know oh you know my friends like it and you know my wife likes it and, and like that's just of course they're gonna say they like it right or people say they'd buy it or they say they'd pay for it if they're not, if they're not paying for it it's just like it's a very unreliable signal so you can and if you you want to believe that people like it so then you'll. You'll imagine that everybody's right, but 
you know, the only true signal is if somebody puts their credit card down. So that's the, that's the real test. It's a, it's the servers up. Um, anyone, anyone who's listening can just go to taskflow.co. Um, you might not see any app, but you'll see a page being served. Um, so I'm hoping to get some first version of it out by next weekend. Um, so that, so it's Sunday, the 15th of May right now as recording. So, um, so that's going to be, that's pretty quick. That's going to be nice. The, yeah. Uh, let's see. 22nd, Sunday, 22nd of May. I'll get it out. I'll, I will release something that works by then. All that's right. the plan. And then just, just start, like I said, just do it. Can I, can I, can I, here, I, I, here, I'm going to, I'm going to put my, my wish list on there. Yeah, I, go, I, go for it. Th this is what I want. Now, maybe different from what you like to use, in which case yeah. you're like, that's not, but I'll take, I want something where I can have a list of, of tasks where I can type them in really quickly and it just is there and I can tag a task with a, uh, any, any number of sort of criteria projects, right? And so this could say, this could be Math Academy, it could be texting, you know, whatever thing it is. But, and then on the left-hand side, I have a list that goes down of these tags, right? And then if I click on them, it just shows the, it just shows the list of to-do items. Do you have Discord items. open? I can open it. Yeah, open Discord and just click on task flow. <laughs> and then look at the, the first mock-up at the top. This is just what I'm, this is what I'm making. Okay, let me see here. Okay, so the step four, so each one of those is like a task or category or just some kind of... Yeah, so, uh, yeah, so on the left is your menu. You can add as many categories as you like. Mm -hmm. And then on, on your right is your tasks that just going to make it super easy. So I... Because I... The, the mission for this is very simple. It's just to be better than a big-ass text file. That's okay. actually going to be the stated mission Right, here. so it could be a task or it actually can just be a, 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 a note... Even. It can be a task or a note. So, so that's so right. The, because a lot of times tasks are notes. Sometimes they're just a note. You know? So you'll see see how the little um, the there's like the little drag handle. So you can just mm -hmm. quickly drag them up and down, and and you, you put can them in different order. Put them yeah. in different order, and you can click on to do or done to hide those. And you can and click can you on make it list. so that it's um if you can put a do a, a due date or a due a due date or priority or not at all. Yes, because you see the two little dots on the right. I want to keep mm -hmm. the whole thing super simple, but I want to give it deep functionality. Mm -hmm. So those two little dots on the right are just going to give you access to all that kind of stuff. You, okay, because I, I want to see, because what I would like to be able to do is if you, if you, let's say you have a list, let's say I have, okay, um, Math Academy, right? And um, I click on it and I say, okay, I have my to-do list. Um, although I'd probably have it in obviously more than one Math Academy type of category. And then I'd click on it and I might have, it might group them. Here are all the things that are due today, this week, eventually, or something like that. Like you could have kind of um, a level of priority. Do you know what I mean? So you could say, okay, I got, I got like three things that have to be done today. Like this is, this is yeah. today. It has to be done. And then you know, or this week or this month, you could have like a priority, priority categories, but it's nice to have them grouped because I always end up doing the, my tasks. I'm just like, I have my high priority tasks and then on down and then there's sort of like goes down to the wish list. So you could create like levels of priority or something. Yeah, it's gonna be iterative to get there. Um so I don't that this is what I don't want to get too deep into because that's what mm -hmm. I did the last time with the mock-ups. Mm -hmm. So right now you could you could essentially solve that issue mm -hmm. by just adding categories on the left that's just today, 
you know, so you and then you could just instantly tag them. Yeah. See, what I'd rather, yeah, I guess that's probably pretty good. But I'd I'd like to be able to have, have like ma a project, major categories, and then the priorities prioritization within. A yeah. Category. No, I hear you. I hear you. So anyway, so, that's so my I, personal. That's my personal. I hear you. That I'm the same. And but and it would iterate towards that. See how on the left there's categories. Um, mm -hmm. would you would you want to be able to assign one? thing one task to more than one category or yeah. is it is it sufficient to just no i would do many to many i think that's always a limitation because you you have you have like a yeah i i'd, I'd want to do many to many because then, then you have a lot more flexibility okay you know that's fine so that it because just you could because you could say like okay fine you, you i put something in math academy but i also have something for today yeah. And today it could be five Math Academy things plus something I have to do with Colby plus something I have to do with the show. There do you the go. show notes. There you go. You know what yeah. I mean? So now So that that's yeah. a good reason to have multiple. So then then on the right hand side where it has one little dot, I'll just make it so it can have two little dots. So or three or whatever, as many categories. You could even as have essential. four dots. You could have four that's dots. That's amazing. The dot But this this is this is essentially the interface. Like and then um just for the because what it's trying to be is as simple as a big ass text file, but just a bit better. Like, what can't you do in a big ass text file? You can't, it's not easy to drag things around and reorder stuff and indent stuff. That's not easy. That's kind of annoying. And it's really difficult to categorize stuff in a big ass text file. See, see, here, here's the only, the only, I mean, I, I see, I, I, I like a lot of what's going on here. The only thing I would do personally is along the top. So, so you have at the left, you have categories. Along the top, like the tabs, you see you have to do and done. I would rather have it like a type, like a note, a task, a contact, or something like that. So I could click on left and, you know, to do items. If if it's a task, if I if, if the if the tab at the top is a task and it's got my tasks, if I click on it uh, on the uh, note, it would just be a list of notes. If on the right, at the next uh, contacts, you could you could add. You know, you start with three or four basic ones, like I just said, um, to do task, event, uh, co contact, right? And and you could, so you could kind of, and they, or you could have all. So it's like, I want to just look at everything real quick uh, that has to do with Math Academy, or I just want to look at content, you know, that kind of thing. That would be awesome. That'd be amazing. Be so be, so, so could, could it be okay to just have tasks and notes to start off with? I think you start off with that, sure. I, yeah. I'm just saying that would be sort of, because I think a lot of times you want to look just, I, I don't want to see all my notes. I just need to look at my tasks. What tasks do I have to do? Why have Because you might have a bunch of notes. But sometimes you're like, I just need to look at my notes. Or I just want to look at my contacts. You're kind of like, you're you're looking at a type. And then sometimes you're looking at all of them. But that, should, that's, there, should there even be notes in, a, in an app called Taskflow? Or should it only be tasks? Well, I, I here's the thing is a, 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 a big ass text file is more than a tasks. Um, and maybe so Taskflow is the wrong brand. I would get caught up with the brand right now. I would, you could rename it later if you need to, as it as evolves. But um, you could say like in the, here's, here's the thing. Ultimately, what are we using all this stuff? It's, it's to get tasks done. If you want to get tasks done, it involves the actual, uh, actual items that have to be completed, notes, which are in service of these tasks, events, yeah. which are, you know, part of it. You mean you you could say everything ultimately funnels towards the completion of tasks of one type or another, but these other types of information are supporting or associated that that you really need. You, you bring up a good point because I was it's something I've been thinking about like 
I do use, I use my big Aztex file for, for more than just tasks. It is mainly for tasks, but I also really use it for historical information. Like if I see an interesting thing, you know, I want, I'll write a little note about it. I'll put a link to it. I have all my so, server, all my server information and stuff like, you know, commands like, oh, how do I export the MySQL database? Am I just cut yeah. and paste all that stuff? I have I have tons. I mean, you know, that's task why is like five percent of the information in my big SX file. So 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 it would be really cool for the search to work well and and for to to do the different things you just described to have ta so tasks and notes. Just start off with tasks and notes. You can that will get you a long way. Like that could be extremely useful and helpful to people. Ah. And then make it really easy to just slice and dice it. That's what we need. We need to just slice and dice the shit out of that. That's right. Yeah. That's right. And and and, um, and, and, and and all the things we're talking about is not our, it would, it would, UI would stay very simple, simple right? Yeah. You know, and you at the top, you could have just a cute little, or, or cute little icon that represents a node, a task, an event, a blah, 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 you know? Um, you could even later have like custom types which have certain types of fields. So it's like, okay, here, I have like, 40 servers I have to log into. I have a server type and I have servers, all these different projects and servers have an IP address and a da 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 and a count, you know, whatever. I mean, just to make something random up. That's the reason, That that's the other reason why I want it to be just, you you go to taskflow.co and it's just, it's available and ready for you to use right there. Yeah. Because that's what a big ass text file is. It's just, you just open up any old text file, <laughs> wherever it is, and you just start doing stuff, you know? And like, if you set up a new machine, that's what you do. You just open a blank text file and just start start working on it. Well, so I, want it to I would, I would love. I mean, if you if you do it the, the, the way I'm, I mean, you know, obviously you don't have to. You need to do it for yourself first. But I would totally use it if I could do that kind of stuff. Um, and then what you want you want to do is make it easy to export all the stuff out in text, so people are are some kind of um, format, so that people. Well, if you bring chasing. up. I mean, there's some other points about it, which is like, I don't know if we're going on too long about this, but I think it might be that's interesting. Fine. That's fine. Um. So other points I was thinking about is maybe it needs to be encrypted, you know, if like a paid version needs to be encrypted and then, but if it is encrypted, then how's search going to work? You know, so there's a few different technical challenges uh, to do like a complete version like that. The other thing I was thinking that so I'm interested to hear your thoughts on this. When you go to it, you could just make it work just at the, at the root domain taskflow.co. But one of the things that these types of apps often do is if if they haven't got a cookie for you and they haven't assigned uh, you as a as a sort of um, anonymous user, they will redirect you to taskflow.co forward slash blah 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 like some kind of hash. Mm -hmm. And so then that hash you can use to email yourself or send to someone else, and it's a unique way of getting into that current record set. So I could do that. I'm just wondering what the downsides of that. Maybe the one downside would be. That makes it so easy to have your own thing. You just don't even need an account. So no one would ever sign up. Maybe, I don't know. Or maybe they would sign up for, because I don't know how you're going to do email emails or any of those, you know, calendar stuff without them having an actual account. But anyway, this right. is just a, a little yeah, thing. Yeah, I, I would, um, I think what I would do is, like you said, start something, start something simple that's useful to you. And I'll bet you'll, you'll have 10 or 20 texting listeners who start jumping on and trying it out and you start getting a little more of consensus and feedback on what makes sense and then and then you think you think about it later i mean it's like if you have somebody says all right look if you want to be able to connect this with your accounts or something it's like seven dollars a month or whatever nine dollars a month it connects with 
you know, in or you know your email or your calendar. If you, you find different ways to go horizontal and connect it in with everything, but I think, um, I mean, obviously most most um, uh, most tools that we use are are very um, have a single purpose, and it's not really good of a general information collection and management tool. But this is which you can throw everything at, and I don't know. So here's the other thing. The last thing I'd the last thing I'd ask for. Okay, just where we're at. Just someone just okay. I want many to many um, labels for most for most people. That's a project type of category or something, right? I'm gonna um, on the top. It, it's type, and but if I click, let's say hey, let's say I have I click on the left. It says Math Academy, right? It has a list of all of my Math Academy tasks that I've entered, right? And ideally, at some point, it has some prioritization. These are due today or priority, whatever. But if I click Math Academy. It will have it'll it'll after it'll have like you know ten or fifteen rows uh, or below that it could it could immediately go out and show all the subcategories of that so I could have a hierarchical because obviously there's a lot of math academy stuff right I can't look at one thing there could be server stuff there could be user feedback there could be uh, refactoring so I could have like you know I, I have a bunch of to do items and notes on on refactorings and refactorings are a path UI I have a bunch of stuff that has to do with model stuff I have a bunch of stuff that has to do with whatever. And so you have a hierarchy, you can create a hierarchy of information, but it works fine if you don't have a hierarchy. You just hit Math Academy and it'll just show everything Math Academy. If you're like, God, you know, it's just it's too much. So you want, a, you, you want a hierarchy on both sides. You want a hierarchy of the topics, the, the, essentially the tags. The tags, want, yeah, the labels. And you right. want a hierarchy of the the, the notes and things, the, the tasks. I don't think there has to be a hierarchy. It's just that you have a type, right? We've identified four obvious ones. Um, task, note, event, contact. For instance, right? I'm sure people. What's right an now, event? Uh, I have a meeting tomorrow. Oh, a meeting! Like a, a so Zoom, you want it to be a calendar main. as well? Yeah, it's just a calendar event, right? It just it just it just connects in with your calendar. It's just like you know stuff that's coming up with this, right? Um, and you know that's I think that's the point. The other thing, but it'd be really nice if it, it was just like a a, a yeah. date. You know, I have a I have a phone call with this person at this time, or Zoom, and has and I could put paste in a Zoom link or a whatever. Um, but the, I don't think it has to be a hierarchy. It's just that if you have the furthest most thing to the left, which it defaults to, is all, and yeah. all just shows everything. But it's like ah, I don't need. I, I, sometimes like quick. Okay, click Math Academy. It shows me all. It's like ask too much information. Just show me. Um, just show me my uh, tasks. You know, or, or just show me this. I think that okay. kind of thing. I mean, I don't know how other people feel, but that kind of thing would be infinitely useful and flexible. It's so. Yeah, so obviously I want to just keep it, you know, as I want to make it work as deeply as possible, you know, mm -hmm. deep, so slice and dice, but keep it as simple as possible so that it ne it's never kind of overwhelming to look at. And so mm -hmm. th that kind of stuff, um, the sort of, I think I'm going to take like an Apple approach where it's sort of like looks simple, but there can be deep uh, functionality behind it. It's one button. <laughs> of course. <laughs> you know? Or well, I so, feel like yeah. you, I mean, I feel like you got most of it here. I mean, like, like I said, I mean, I'm looking at it. I mean, I have a few you know, the suggestions the I've made, but the types know. can be just be where it, to do and done could just be two other two other buttons on that same type menu. Because I think it's really important to be able to just quickly show me all the stuff that I've done, show me all the stuff that's to do. I just you know across everything. So to me, that that like everything. But that only, but that, only they, that would really only apply to tasks, not not apply to the other types. Yeah. So you just, I would, what I would do is if you hit a task type, right, you could have either, you could either put a couple little buttons to the left 
undone to do or to done and right it's just like a little toggle it goes back and forth or in a sub subheader or something like that so tasks or contacts or these could have um, sort of like a, a, a kind of a an obvious um, state or something has to do with them so for listeners um to to so you can you know see what we're talking about and we'll we're not going to talk about it anymore um the this detail but um just go to our discord which you can find um by looking at the show notes of texting 348 or you can uh see it in our in our twitter feed but just go to the discord and click into the task flow channel and the very first thing is the mock-up that we're talking about yeah sounds good all right so you want to all right, looking forward to it. Yeah. So all this is going to be working by Sunday, huh? <laughs> well, some some basics. There's just some basic stuff that I really want to get working. Like the I, what's really important to me is to be able to drag stuff around and drop it into buckets. Yeah, that's so, good. So you, you can know, start I, with tasks. You just start with one type tasks, and just, you just have and it's going to be tasks. First, one yeah. hierarchy of labels, yeah. and just start exactly. with exactly. I think that's, that's what I'm going to start that's with. A good starting point. And uh, yeah, just start there and then I'll move more because it's like I need to really think about how to do the UI to do what you described. But for right now, I've got a UI that I know I can make work and be sort of useful and then play with it. And then I'll go deeper into the more the different types of the sub hierarchies and all that kind of stuff. Cool. Okay. Yeah. All right. Next up, what else? What, what, what do you want? What, what, what's next on your agenda? Well, obviously, Math J Academy. JV Links. You want to get into JV Link? So there's no, some no, we've, 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 this is the longest we've ever done on my section. Well, forty yeah. minutes. Oh, <laughs> it's forty minutes. Okay. Um. All right. What do you? Uh. Let's see. So what's what's the big thing? So um, Math Academy. Well, you can also look in the Texting Discord. Which, if you aren't in the Texting Discord, well, you're just not part of the party. Um. <laughs> you. <laughs> you should look at the Math Academy channel where uh, Jason is posting some amazing screenshots of stuff he's got going on. Like, for example, his, his content hierarchy, he's only posted a, a bare fraction of it and it looks gynoceros. It looks right. very good. Right. Um, then, I mean, everything everything you posted looks great. The well, lessons. Thank you. I mean, this is all designed by Jason, so it's sort of funny that you guys... Uh... I think it looks it's just, okay. It's just good. It's just really effective. It's just really nice. The stuff you're doing is great. The feedback you're getting is obviously really good. Um, yeah. What do you, I mean, what do you think? My design philosophy is to keep things as simple as possible. Um, because if you don't have the skill to really pull it an advancement over, you look like an idiot and it just looks bad. <laughs> but it's, if you keep it real simple, you don't have to be necessarily that skilled to make it look half decent. Yeah. Um, it kind of reminds me when I play basketball. Whenever the the whenever I would have my worst games is like I would I would say okay I'm the best guy on my team I gotta take over, and I just gotta, you know, do everything, and then I would just play like crap. If I just just play within your game and would do what you can do and do it as well as you can, don't try and do more than you're really capable of doing because it, it it's just gonna be bad. And that's been my experience with with um, design. I mean my, I think I have a pretty good design aesthetic and pretty good design sense, but I don't have great skill by any means. So it's like, okay, <laughs> just keep it simple. And if I look a lot hard enough and I look at enough inspiration from other websites, go, okay, I think I can do something like this. Or this, this kind of thing can work here and, and just kind of iterate and try it. And, um, 
you know, I, I think I've been, uh, I've been, I've been able to come up with some stuff that, that works pretty well. And what I've, oh, you're going to say something? I was just going to say that, uh, I, I don't know where the quote was from, but Joe had a, told me about a quote that said, um, in life, the only thing you need to be successful is taste. <laughs> and I think that is, that, that's, I don't know. well, so that relates to you. Um, you know, you know what, you know what you like, you know what looks good. You've got good taste about mm -hmm. UI. So as long as you keep it simple and it falls within those parameters, it ends up being okay. Yeah. Well, it's sort of funny. Like when I was at college, I had to take the, you had to take one art or music credit and everybody would say, don't take art and design. It sounds fun and easy. It's a nightmare. Take art history or take music theory. Go in there, you write a couple papers, you're done. And I was like, every paper, every class I took, I had to write a ton of papers. I was just over it. I was like, I do not want to write. I have another class I got to write a paper in. And so I took art and design, also known colloquially as cut and paste. <laughs> and it was cut and paste was the thing. So I was like, I'm taking cut and paste. And so I took it and, you know, it's like a big studio art room and it's like this big, like kind of U-tape table and everybody's kind of around, it's like 20 people. And, and she would, uh, the, the professor, she would come in and say, okay, well, we're going to talk about space. We're going to talk about color. We're going to talk about this. And here's, and they'd give a little demonstration of what she was, what, you know, the theory and then kind of like what we're going to try, what the project's going to be and then get started. And you'd have like an hour and a half class, right? And I would always knock it out in like 45 minutes. And then I'd be like, well, I guess I'll do another one, you know? And meanwhile, like, like you go like three weeks in and everybody else is like hot behind on like eight projects. <laughs> I'm like, why is this so hard for you? This is so easy. But then I, then I started to think, Hey, I'm pretty good. Maybe I am an artist. Right. And so I took like, I took like an intro to painting with the, uh, the actual art majors and then uh, no. I am not an artist. So <laughs> I was like, you explored it. Okay. I, I lived, I live, I'm in that right in the in-between realm where like I have a no, good enough design sense and things to think that I'm artistic, but no. And they're, they're, so you, you just have, but you have to recognize that, right? You can't think you're better than you are. Otherwise you just look terrible. So that I've, I've known that for a long time. Right. So, um, but the other thing is, like, when it comes to, like, design of, of Math Academy, it's I tried to work with a designer. And what ends up happening is you over, you quickly start over-designing because you got to get, because you have this big project and you start having them do this. Well, I guess you should do this now. I guess you should do that. But very, a lot of it is just not that well thought out yet. So then you just end up paying a lot of money. And spending a lot of time speculating on a design for some feature or user journey or that you haven't really even decided how that how how what it's going to be or how important it is and and it's just really sort of i found it really sort of vexing because you're just sitting there going okay i got another big designer well i guess probably do something like this or i guess that would work and it just was a huge huge waste and so i was like all right i'm not doing that anymore because I, I i don't like the feeling of wasting time and money and so what i'm just going to do is I'm going to craft it as I go and design it as I go and iterate. And, um, you know, it's hard to say like, well, Jason, if you had just done this, you would have been way more successful. There'd be some counterfactual. I don't know what the counterfactual would be, but it feels like, it feels good. I, f I, I feel like I'm happy doing it this way. I'm not stressed or frustrated or annoyed and just like, it's also quicker. So when you, when you hire a designer, 
you actually have to end up talking to them and iterating with them. And it's, there's, it's like, so it's not only is it kind of frustrating in one way, but it's, and costs you money, but it's slow. I'm stressed out just thinking about it. Just right now talking to you, I'm already starting, my chest is starting to tighten. I don't like it. I don't like it. What I, what I want to do is once I get at the point where I'm like, you know what, this, this is basically what it's supposed to be. This is it. Now I can get somebody to upgrade and say, okay, take my okay icons that are kind of derivative of something else. I'm like, let's, let's really ramp this, you know, then you can do that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. But, it, but right now, but, but see if like I design something and then like three months later, I decide it's kind of dumb or unnecessary. I, I don't, it's not bad if I just delete it or don't use yeah. it anymore. But if I paid a bunch of money for it, you just feel. Yeah. That's the other thing. You've got this about sunk cost fallacy about it. Yeah. You can't just yeah, so ax it. Yeah. So, well, you know, it's along similar lines. So my buddy Doug was visiting and he works for a, um, I won't give a specific. Is that, that Doug? Little... That's not Doug Martin. No. Okay. So Doug, because no. I think I've been getting them confused. Um, so Doug Martin is a, uh, someone in the texting discord. And uh, uh, Doug, Doug is a friend of mine from college. Right, um, right. and, uh, he was, you know, a math major with me. And, um, anyway, he's been a successful, he's like a, I guess, you know, he has a pretty high management position as a, a big, successful tech company that everybody knows of. Anyway, um, <laughs> he came down and visited for the weekend. He brought his son. His son, Eli, is Colby's age and they're friends. So, so Doug is the one who did the MV Code Club. Yeah. The, which, which no longer exists as a result of the pandemic. But, um, so Doug was like, you know what you need to do? You need to just. Cause he's like, you're just about there. You're just right there. You know, he's like, you know what you do? You should hire a really good developer, like to speed things along. I'm like, no, I'm not doing that. Why would I do that? I was like, first of all, then all of a sudden I'm going to spend all my time telling them what I want them to build as opposed to just building it myself. Yeah. yeah. And then, and then it's like, and then you have all this added risk. Is like the person going to stick around? Are they, you know, do they, are they going to fight you on all the, every change because they Things seem to be the way. And it's like, what do I like to do? I like to write code. I like to build stuff. Why do I want to give away what I know how to do and I could do well? Why would I stop doing that? Well, there, I get it. There, there would be a time when you would stop to, like, a, according to the theory of like some of the big guys, like Steve Jobs or whatever, like at some point you have to let people help you. But that's when you get, when you're getting really big. So when you are like, you know, a multi million dollar business, it wouldn't make sense to not have other coders. I don't know. Well, multi-million dollar is not big. You're okay, talking, you're let's talking, say, okay, a hundred million dollars. I don't know. Yeah, if you got that much bigger. I mean, uh, if, you know, I'm going to, you are, I'm going to. Tr you are so contrarian. On. You were like, a hundred million. And you're like, no, that's not true. Doesn't have, that, that doesn't have to be true. Could just be Well, me. people just say stuff and they <laughs> pattern match. And there's, I, I, I don't. I don't, I don't agree. I like, I, I, I there's, you, you know, I, I, I would, I swear to God, dude, like when, when Uber got like thousand developers, nobody was doing anything. And it's the same thing. Twitter has like 8,000 employees. What the fuck are these people doing? Yeah. Give me a break. You could run that thing at 500 people. You could run it at 250 people. I mean, it's a joke. And so, um, and, and, you know, most of these big companies, you could fire three quarters of people and it probably wouldn't make a difference in terms of their ability to have a successful, well-functioning product. You'd probably move faster because the more people you get, the more bureaucracy you get, the, the less, um, and less efficient everybody is. I, if, I, I just don't, I just don't buy it. In fact, just, the think, reason why it would break down is because 
what the people what all the people bring as you correctly say is the bureaucracy and it's things like change management and deployment tools and all that kind of stuff so you'd lose the people who knew how to actually deploy stuff and so then it would become really hard to get anything to live no <laughs> no you'd ha you'd 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 get rid of you'd have your best coders your best designers your best um DevOps people, sysadmin. I mean, you people deploy stuff. I mean, come on. It's the, I don't know. You look. I mean, there's a there's a world of difference between uh, a tiny, tiny little startup like Math Academy and these massive bigger companies. But what I'm thinking of is, you know, I'm I'm going to go as long as I can, just with me. And the reason is is because I like it that way. And like, why do I care what anyone else thinks? I don't. Which is why I don't take anyone's money because I don't care what anyone else thinks. Really don't. I don't care what people think best practices are. I don't care what people think is what well, is everybody done. I say, well, you know, most people do things without thinking very hard about it. Most people don't know what the hell they're talking about. Most people just say things because they heard it or read it in a blog post somewhere or sounds like that's what people believe, but they're not, that may not necessarily be true. And, um, you know, I, I, I think like, was it like WhatsApp or whatever? Was it sold for like 10 billion? They had like, was it like, 50 people or 14 people or some crazy yeah. small yeah. number of people. It's like, that's what I want to do. I want to <laughs> do, I want to go as far as I can with as few people as I can. It's, it's possible. People have done it. Like you just said, like WhatsApp, there's, a, there's, and there's other examples. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I, I bet my favorite thing to do is to, is to, is to write code and, and, and build, build stuff. Why would, why would, if I can do anything what I want, Justin, why would I stop doing that? I guess. There's Explain no me. good reason. I no, I mean, literally, why, why, why would I? I guess the, the only reason I can think of is if it's, if the business, your, your business math academy as a whole, um, needs you to do a, more of the, the business type stuff, the, the, the relationship building, the going around selling it to other districts, all the stuff that it just be. Hard to... Why does it need? Why does it need to do? Why does it need to do that? Well, because maybe you just get to a point where it's just like it's it's ready to do that. Like that's where this business is supposed to. Well, be why right does now. it need to? Just because it's ready to do something. Why do I? Ha why does it have to do that? That's true. You I mean you're you're beholden to no one. You're Jason exactly. Roberts. It's just like it's the, just me, myself, and the I. The world can <laughs> fuck off. You know, it's like you know, it's like <laughs> okay, that's the title. Oh, you gotta you got you can do this. You gotta do that. Now I don't have to do anything. I don't have to do anything. Yeah, but and and that's that's why I'm doing it this way is because I'm going to do what makes me happy. And if well, well, in order to grow and make more money, you have to stop doing it. Well, maybe I'd rather make less money and do what I like to do. Maybe because well, because here's okay, here's things. So let's just go down the thing. You just go okay. So you make more money, right? You grow it and you make you start making and you, and you have to hire a lot more people, right? Because you're growing. And now you have all this bureaucracy and it becomes less fun because now you got a big bureaucracy. You got all these people problems, you got all these HR issues, right? And eventually you're not doing the fun stuff anymore. You're not writing code, not build stuff. You're just dealing with people problems. I mean, you... and so then, but then you got to sell it because, or you eventually decide to sell it because it's not having fun it's anymore. No fun. And now, and now, now what, now what are you going to do? Now you're one of these founders who sold their company and they have nothing to do. And so what they do, they sit around and they sit on boards and they advise companies, which they find kind of boring, and they spend their days going on adventure races or what else to fill up their time, but they no longer have a mission and they're just, 
and they did it just for money and they and, and they and they and they went to this path because they didn't look inside themselves like what the hell do I want to do they did because the world sort of pressured or incentivized them to move in that direction well you're you're talking about being a lifestyle founder then like so you're just saying you you want to be a lifestyle founder you're always going to be a lifestyle founder you're not interested in being a, like this huge megacorp founder and that's just not Here's what I think. I think I can be a build, build a company that's going to scale and doesn't have to have a ton of people. I don't think you need tons of people. I, I think I think with the way the web works and the way the scalability works that you could serve huge numbers of people and not have hundreds of people running around. I, I think that's true I because believe, I, I don't buy it. I don't believe it. You know what? One reason why that's true is because all the infrastructure that you you could use they have hundreds of people <laughs> so you're basically building on the backs of other companies who have hundreds of people that's why it's that's why it's possible exactly exactly so i i, I think i think most of these things that people believe are bullshit and i think people are confused about well i think most people are confused about most things so that's why it that's people do lots of dumb stuff all the time and i think a lot of time people they do it just because everybody else has done it that way. That's just what everybody does. Everybody's very, but it's herd mentality. And I think if, um, you know, I think you can do things completely different way in the way you want to do them. Um, there are a lot of ways to succeed, but I'm going to, um, I'm only going to do things the way I want to do them. And, you know, however that, however that ends up. But I don't think, I don't believe it's going to restrict the, potential upside if i don't go and hire a team of developers and do all this kind of bullshit i don't i don't think that's true because i look at the functionality i we have already and it's just going to get more it's like at some point you don't it doesn't need to do a whole lot more it does everything it needs to do it's like what do you need 50 developers for what the hell is people doing what would you do then would you just work towards um optimizing what you know could be optimized would you sort of go back through it and just make it even better but stay be the same yeah i mean i don't know we'll see i mean it's kind of hard to think about that because it's still ways off. Um, you know, and my mindset might change. It might be like in five years from now, it's like, okay, I've kind of solved the problem, you know? But what I don't want is I don't want people problems. And the way you avoid people problems is not having a ton of people. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it is. I mean, it's like you have a small number of people, you limit the bureaucracy, you limit the politics, and well, you, um, you like all your the people. The, the few people that you do have, you like them a lot. So life, I do, life but is I good. Think I, but I think that's the case with a lot of companies. It's like you keep them tight, small, everybody's happy. Everybody feels really um, empowered to do a lot of stuff because they can. And everybody knows everybody really well and trusts everybody. It's when you get to a lot more people and people don't know and trust each other so much and the politics and bureaucracy <clears throat> hit involved. And then it, it and then it's just um, you have all kind of, of uh, HR issues that start to pop up, which you read about all the time. And you have to have all kind of managed layers of management and bureaucracy. And it's just I think that's when all the fun stops. I've ha I've remember having those conversations when new people come into a company and 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 you're like and they're like why why do we do this weird thing why do we do it this way and like oh yeah you kind of had to be here in month three to understand that you know mm -hmm. yeah it's just it's a little family it comes like a family well I don't like to use the word family because it's not a family right because a family it's like if somebody fucks up you're not kicking them out of the you know, somebody stops doing what they're supposed to do, you know, kick them to the curb. But you know, this is this is not this is a team. Team, yeah, right. You gotta you gotta carry your weight. You know, I mean, I ran as I ran a soccer team for years, and it's like I liked everybody, 
But if you weren't good enough or you weren't doing what you're supposed to do, get cut. Mm-hmm. You know, that's it. Um, and, uh, you know, the, the idea is that you're going to get really, really high quality, really talented people. So you don't really have to cut them, you know. And right now I'm lucky because I do have some, you know, ridiculously talented, committed people, which, um, you know, there's probably a certain amount of luck involved there. But I, that's that's what I want to stick with. I don't want to bring in the B and the C players. And Did you watch whatever. Severance? You know, I watched the first episode and we we're going to keep watching it, but I'm not, lo- I didn't love the first episode. <laughs> I was thinking this, I said, I know, I know Justin, he's going to ask me and he's like, do you like, I like, you know, I, so I, and I, here's, here's one thing I've learned with all these shows. Like you got to give it a few shows to get into it. Yeah. You know, the first show, the first episode, it's kind of like you're setting up the context and the story. For sure, you don't know what the hell's going on, right? You're kind of in the position of this, of the woman at first, you really don't know what's going on. And this, everything's kind of weird. And, but I'm not a big fan of these kind of mind fucked stories, like the being mock my John Malkovich or the, mm. you know, these kind of like, and I don't know if this is what this is going to be, but this is kind of a mind fucked show. Like we don't really know what's going on and people are screwing with your head. And I don't know. So I might, you might not like it. it might be, I may not like it. Yeah. But, um, you know, I mean, it, it's clearly, it seems like it was, it's clearly pretty well done. When um, it got, yeah, I mean, by the end of the first episode, I wasn't thinking, oh, this is the best show in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, it was sort of once it had gone through and built slowly layer, layer upon layer, and then it was like the last episode, I was like, man, this is really, this is all put together very well. Um, yeah. So we'll, we're watching it though as a family. Okay. So um, I think we're in for a while. I mean, Usually give it at least a few episodes. If everybody's kind of dragging and nobody's motivated to watch it, then it's like, okay, but like, we'll cut it. But we'll yeah. probably give it at least a few episodes. But we did watch We Crashed. Oh, yeah. That's, that's what do you think of that? Well, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's the, 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 the title says everything. I mean, um, it's, I think it's very good. I mean, it's not amazing, but it's, it's, it's a, it's a definitely a good show. It's definitely worth watching. It's definitely a, tr- a slow motion train wreck in some ways. I mean, they're growing and everything's succeeding, but you, you see what's ultimately probably going to happen. Yeah. And everyone, of course, knows more or less what happened. Um, but I had watched, Sandy and I had watched the WeWork documentary. Uh, I think it was a Netflix like a year or two ago, right? Mm-hmm. I think that, I think probably a lot of people watched. So you kind of, you know what happens. You kind of know the story. But I tell you, like, um, they, um, I'm blanking on his name, the actor. Jay Leto? Jay Leto. Yeah, he, he nails, he does a really good job of, um. It's so good. It's so good. Yeah. And, um, I don't even like, what's the, what's the actress? What's her name? Um, Um, oh, I've forgotten. Uh. Anyway, she, she does a good job too. Um, but I, I, I'd say it's a good show. I mean, it's, I mean, it, it's sort of, I think it was pretty much about as good as The Dropout, which is about the Theranos. He do, he acts, there's, there's, there's this form of narcissism where you, this is what Yuri Geller had as well when I worked with him. He was an Israeli too, but oh. this, this is not, this isn't specific to Israeli people or something like that, but it's just this, this narcissism where you're doing something like making baby knee pads and yeah. you think to yourself, this is going to be a billion dollar business and you 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 can't understand why anyone would not think it's going to be a billion dollar bit like it's you're just so confident and then they say something like yeah but it's just baby knee pads and you're just like you know the the character's just like yeah 
So <laughs> it's just like he nails that yeah. really well. Like just that sort of yeah. self-delusional, um, yeah. narcissistic thing. He really nails that. Yeah. Yeah. So that was good. But um, well, anyway, I had some more math academy stuff. We kind of jumped off the math. Okay. Academy okay. Go. Go for thing. it. Sorry. So I was going to say a couple of things that I did. I this the see. So the one thing that we finished this week and we got out was the an adaptive assessment. So if you remember me talking about mm. it uh, about a year ago and we got it working, but then we didn't get it working. It turned out that this, it would it'd fall apart in certain instances. It was just too volatile. You would, you'd, you'd miss a few questions and it would just start tanking the kind of, you know, the difficulty of questions. So it'd be like, wait, all of a sudden, like I, I missed three questions instead of algebra two and now I'm doing like pre-algebra or sixth grade math or something. You know, mm. it's just kind of, and so we we kind of had to throw in the towel on that and just create like a static uh, uh, test. But our test for our Integrated Math 1-2 course, which is a massive course, it's like 364 topics, which we're going to split up, make it smaller. But in, in the in, for the time being, it's huge. Well, in order to get a complete assessment of where we should place them, we have to ask them 93 questions. Exactly. 93 questions. I'm looking at Justin's face, but he's surprised. <laughs> like, that's a lot. 93 questions. And how long and, does each uh, question take to answer? Oh, you know, it could take someone 15, 20 seconds. It could take a minute and a half. I mean, it could take them. It's a big commitment. Now, luckily, most people don't know that much. So they they do 30 or 40 questions. And then the rest of it, they're like, I don't I don't know most of this stuff, which, of course, feels kind of stupid, right? Because you're answering a bunch of questions of stuff you don't know, which, I don't know. You hit the don't know button over and over again. Yeah. But, like, it was funny because, like, this is like six weeks ago or something. So we pulled our middle daughter out of a private school she was in because it just was not working. And, and we're putting into this one-on-one -on -one tutoring school called Fusion Academy. And anyway, but there's like this delay. And and while we're waiting for classes to start up at the new school, Sandy's like, well, can you just put her at Math Academy? And we'll just work, and I'll work with through stuff with her because she's very non-mathematical. So my uh, Sandy needs to kind of work with her. And... She's like, can you set up a placement test? And I'm like, sure. So then they're doing it. And Sandy's in the kitchen with Izzy. They're sitting at the counter doing it. And she's just like, honey, how many questions is this test? <laughs> and I'm like, um, let me check. 93. She's like, oh my gosh. It's like, this, is, this is just like, this is a nightmare. Right. And I literally, when I look at her next, I come like an hour later, I come to, you know, she's dinner's ready and I walk in the room and she just gives me this evil look, like the evil eye, like, what was that? She's like, you have got to change that. That was, that was terrible. And so I, I knew that was something we we're going to have to get rid of. Right. It's kind of like, hey, sign up, use math account, take a placement test. And then we're going to punch you in the face. Yeah. You know, with this 93 question. So, and I had, when I would, you know, not everybody would take a placement test. Like maybe a, a 30, 30, maybe a third of the people signing up would take a placement or something. And I'd say, hey, by the way, it's kind of a long placement test, but don't worry. The first stuff will be easy and there'll be 20 questions that might be right. And then there'll still be hard. So you just say, no, I have to kind of make all these excuses for it. Right. Mm -hmm. and, and and trying to put it in some kind of context. But it still wasn't good. And so... I um I talked to Justin about it and I was thinking about this. I was like, okay, we gotta fix this. And I said, all right, here, what if we just do it? And I came up with this algorithm that was relatively simple. I said, all right, look, so let's say you have a topic. And if you're going to ask a question on that topic, 
you will ask it as long as there's not more than one missing prerequisite that they don't know. If they if there's missing more than one prerequisite, we're going to exclude it. Like we're not going to ask about it. But you could have one because sometimes people will just make a silly mistake and you're like, oh, it was so easy. They, they did it in their head and they messed up a negative and now the system thinks that they don't know anything, which is not true. So then if you do the more advanced thing and you get it correct, then it'll kind of mark It'll filter down and say, okay, we actually will give it credit. Turns out you actually do know this. Mm. Does that make sense? Yeah, that does, yeah. So that was sort of the gist of it. I mean, there's more to it, there's more complications, and this stuff flows up and down or whatever. But, you know, based on that, Justin was able to come up with sort of a, um, a mathematical framework. And after, I don't know, a week of work, we got it out there. And now I think most people can get through it in like 15 to 20 questions. Mm which is like great. Yeah. And like the first kid who did it, like she, I think she literally answered 15 questions. Just so like half an hour. Or even less, like 15 minutes. Okay. Like nothing. Like you go to your, side your daughter up and you're like, all right, sweetheart, I want you to sit down and take this. Okay. And then you go do something and then are you done? Oh yeah, we're done 20. That, that's what you want the experience to be, right? Not this, oh, I worked on it for an hour and a half and I still got half the questions left. You know, and the mom's like, oh my God, what is this thing, right? You do not want that. You want the no big deal somewhere in a 15 to 30 minute range, unless they happen to know a lot, in which case we gotta do more involved testing, but then we're gonna place them way ahead. So it's like worth, okay, so maybe they have, on the, on the high end, they might have to answer 45 questions, but that's because like, hey, they already know like two thirds or three quarters of this course. And okay. Makes a little sense. Yeah, that makes that, sense. That, that makes sense. And they won't mind answering the questions because they'll they'll know the stuff. That, like it, They're like, wow, this yeah. is getting me up there. All right, yeah, 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 I know this stuff. So I think it'd be less painful, but yeah. also we're gonna, we have these, rather big courses and we're going to split them up so we have integrated math one two integrated math two we're going to split them up into integrated math one integrated math two so we're going to be 50 percent smaller right which makes it even fewer questions mm -hmm. instead of 93 questions it's a maximum you're gonna have 60 questions right and not only does it test the placement it does it also we're able to test all the um sort of um <laughs> prerequisite knowledge mm. so it's like what do you not know about this you know so this one guy came in and he's like a um he's actually the brother of uh, director my director of content and he's like this he's like he's like yeah he's a really smart guy he's an electrician but he's thinking about going back to get a degree in engineering but he's he's forgot all his math and he needs to do calculus and he's like can i set him up on i'm like yeah yeah set him up and so we gave him the math one two place or no we get, we created a special course called a uh it was like a it basically was all the stuff you need to know to take calculus but it turned out he was just like you had used claimed. He forgot. He's like, oh man, I forgot my fractions. Mm. <laughs> like how do you multiply fractions? And like, I didn't even think, I mean, that's below the math one level, but you know, if you haven't done math in a while, like you've said, you're like, I don't know how to do this. Right. Mm -hmm. So you need to test for stuff like that. Cause he's, cause Alex is like, yeah, I probably should have. He's like, well, I just, I went and found the topics on, I sent it to him so he can just do it, but we probably should include this stuff. So it is important to be able to fall back and make sure that you're really checking that foundational knowledge. Because if it's missing, people are kind of going to have a And do you have it in the system as well? Yeah. So now the tests are a combination of readiness. So it checks all the foundation as well as placement. And because it's so dynamic and adaptive, it they still don't have to answer very many questions. That's cool. And comparative. So that that was a huge deal. Because one of the things we can do, not only because when people you get people into the system, you want them to have a positive experience and then be off to the races. You don't want to have this gigantic you know, torturous task for them to complete before they can get going. But um, I also, we can do things like this. Like we could give away uh, assessments. So people would come on and say, hey, are you ready for calculus? Take this free That's so cool. thing, right? 
and they're going to take it and then it emails on this big graph colored graph and all the stuff and shows all their strengths and weaknesses and everything and it's like hey you know you can go and hire a tutor or whatever you can just send a math academy and it knows exactly what you need to do and it'll it can say hey you can be up and 100 percent ready in six weeks just do this much time and, and it can have everything planned out and that's you know, great so that, self-marketing program so it, do you mind me asking you know uh, where are you at towards releasing something like that so that people could buy it um I, I think it's going to be towards the end of the summer. Okay. I mean, it's so, so the, it's just getting a lot of these last little things done. Um, yeah, but yeah, it's, it's going to be close. So one thing like, so Justin has been spending the last week or so refactoring the, the model that he's, you know, the model is just, it's like, it's incredibly complicated and, 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 and does, uh, does a lot. I mean, it's, it's, it's not like one algorithm. It's a whole suite of algorithms that work together, to do all this stuff. And, so the, th the things that we need to be able to do that it doesn't do yet, and I and I told him I said, look, this is this is these are the priorities. I said one right now to f so whenever someone completes a task, in order for it to figure out what your knowledge graph is, it has to load in every answer that you've ever done, which could be thousands. Overlay them, you know, throughout the knowledge graph, do all these calculations, and then figure out what the most optimal thing for you. Okay, that's slow, like that could take five to ten seconds which runs asynchronously, continuously on a server process, but you want something to be snappy. You don't want to, have to ever have to wait, right? Waiting sucks. And also, it, it eats up a lot of server time. You, should, you know, we, okay, we got 55 paying users. We got 100 and we got 200, you know, if you, we include all of our people in the, in the PUSD program. But what if we go up to 2,000, right? I don't want to have to have like 10 servers, right? So like I... We need to be able to save the state so they don't have to load any of that in. We need to be able to rehydrate so we know what they're, all the data we need for each individual topic, load that in instantaneously. Here are the five or 10 questions you answered. Boom, you know, 10 milliseconds, here's your updated stuff, right? So that's kind of a big deal for scalability and also So, So what are you going to, so you so you pre-compute it, you sort of preload it, and then you're just... You're just pulling yeah, it. Yeah, so you save. Yeah, so you save. You save all of the data for all of the. So there's like a think of a p. So every topic in the systems we have like three thousand topics or something, right? And for every topic, there is some value of how well you know it and when you're going to forget it. So three or four or five pieces of information for every student. Now a lot of them might be zero. So if you're just doing algebra one, you know we don't need to save information about how well you know multiple calculus because you don't know any of it. It's you know it's not important. But um. So there's that kind of information. So if we can store that and then load that, then other than have build it up from scratch from answers, I mean, it's going to be infinitely faster. So then, so his refactoring is is that part of this effort, or is that two separate concepts? Yeah, it, well, it's kind of like the, the the model has gotten. You know, we we keep asking you to do more and more and more, and he's like, and I said like, here are the three things on the horizon. That was one of them, real quick. The other one is, and I'll tell you, is, is simulating. So if I say, when is this student going to be done? I think it'd be done in three weeks, five weeks, 10 weeks. I mean, it's really helpful to know. It's like, hey, you're scheduled to be done by middle of April. Yeah, it's super helpful. You know, like, when is my, when's my kid going to be done? If I say, well, I don't know. Like, that's not a good answer, right? The system should be able to tell them at any given time. And it's like, this is when your target to be done. Oh, if you want to be done this time, then you needed this much more XP, right? It's like, um, it's it's almost identical to agile burndown points. Have you ever used that? I haven't, but I, I think I think I understand yeah. how they work. Yeah, so you just you, you get to know like how many points you can do, and then 
mm-hmm. you know, based off that, you you predict. That's awesome. So you so he's done that, or he's doing that. We uh, we will do that. We actually have done that, but I want I I told him I said I want I mean more accurate yeah. than we have, and so he's like, let's refactor the model, and then stuff will kind of be much more easier to implement. The third thing, which is going to be really important, is like okay, so you know, every time you do a task, the system updates your knowledge graph. You know, kind of updates your MRI of your of your mathematical knowledge. Well, as time goes by, let's say you don't do anything, mm. and three weeks go by. Do you know it's exactly the same as you knew three weeks ago? No, <laughs> you have started to forget it. What about three months? You started to forget a lot. Six months. Forget. So what we can do is we can have a process that runs. So if you haven't done anything like after a week, it will go in and, and run a process and update your knowledge graph with how much, how your knowledge has degraded. Right. Nice. And we can send an email and say, Hey, did a little degrade a little bit this week. Here's what's going to happen if you take the whole summer off. Right. Yeah. Like this is, so let's, let's say that you worked out all year. You lost 20 pounds of fat. You put on seven pounds of muscle. You're feeling really good about yourself. And it's like, okay, if you take the whole summer off, you're going to gain back 12 of those 20 pounds and yep. you're going to lose four of those seven pounds of muscle. Do you want that? No. Okay. Here's a maintenance plan. So if you want to take the summer off, just do this twice a week and you will maintain 90, 95% of it, right? Which is a really good thing to know. It's also very incentivized to the, it keeps the habit going, right? Mm-hmm. It's not like you want, because you you want people to, but if you have a visual of it where we can actually have an animation of it degrading, or first of all, we're going to have animations of it like filling up over time so you can see how much progress students are making. But we could also have the reverse say, if you take this time off, this was, is what's going to happen. Nice. That's going to be, that's cool. That's very cool. Yeah, that, I, I, I would love something like that myself, you know, to, so, to just keep it in. So how, how soon before you think someone like me could go in? Well, oh, oh. Um, Math Academy. Probably, probably now. I mean, you could do it now. I mean, um, the, the, only, the, only, the only thing that's different about you is because you've said you, you've gotten really rusty on fractions and some basic stuff, we need to include in our sequence our, our, our lower grade, grade school level course material into the sequence that has all their so but it would it wouldn't take much um yeah i mean i i would just need to literally start from absolute basics yeah so um but yeah well i yeah i'm getting are you really interested in this i mean there's no i I am genuinely interested i am genuinely interested really what makes you interested i'm just just out of curious what's well um because i've because i have no math i've never done math i and I, I almost want to just test myself. Like, can I do it? Because mm-hmm. I don't know if I can. So it's kind of like just a. But but then also, when I see tutorials and they're doing things like Bezier curves and stuff like that, I love it. But it's so opaque to me. It's so opaque, and I'd love yeah. to be able to understand it. It's frustratingly out of reach, right? Yeah. Like, I that looks so cool, but I just can't access Those it. Those are the yeah. reasons. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. No, I, I get it. I just, just a curiosity. So, um, but I'm not yeah. ready yet because I don't have the, I don't have the t- the bandwidth, but I, yeah. there is going to be a time when I say, okay, Jason, this is it. Yeah. I'm, I would say I'm by the in. end of the summer, we'll be easily there. It'd be easy okay. there where you go in and you say, I want to take mathematical assessment, you know, for this type of course or this kind of thing. And it'll just give you an adaptive assessment and be like, right, here you are. And you can say like, this is what I want, you know, to achieve. This is what I'm going to learn. And I'll say, well, if you do X amount of work 
per week or per day. This is where you'll be. If you want to do more or less, just you can have well, a way where well, you can just kind of change the slider and say, well, as soon as that's I ready, I want to, I want to do it. Like as soon as you have <clears throat> an assessment that could like place me, like uh -huh. I would be into that, you know, because that I don't even need to do any work. You know what I mean? I just want to find out, well, okay, where am I at? Like, where would I have to right. start? How much would I have to do? That would be great. Right. So if you can do that by the summer, yes, please. Well, what, what are we really trying to do too? So we had this huge knowledge audit that uh, Justin spent months working on. It's just this massive spreadsheet um, that's just like one row for every topic from math, integrated math one through calculus. So we're talking like maybe 1,200, 1,100 rows. You <laughs> know, like 12 columns with all, you know, all the detail about what, what are issues with any topic? Like basically missing prerequisites, unnecessary prerequisites, all this kind of stuff. And Alex, who's the director of content, is going through and um, fixing all these little issues, which, because we have our stuff is a little over-connected, so we have to remove unnecessary connections. And the reason that's important, if you said, you know, Jason, I, I want to learn math, I'm learning algebra, but I want to get to like the good stuff. I want to get so I can do Bezier curves. Like I don't, I don't need to learn all this geom weird geometry stuff that doesn't have anything to do with anything. And I'd be like, right, I totally get it. So... What we need to do is we got to make sure that we move unnecessary connectivity for that reason. Mm. So you don't have to lose stuff that you don't get. It's like, well, give me just, because you're like, look, just tell me the least that I have to learn. I mean, because I want to learn, I want to be able to get from here to there. I don't want to have to do all this other stuff, which I'm just not interested in. It's just going to burn months of time. And so that's one of the reasons we've gone through this. Because because one of the courses we want to create is a math for machine learning. And... We don't want it to be this massive course. We want it to be very, very streamlined. If you say went to a tutor and you said, hey, listen, I haven't done math in 10, 15, 20 years in college or whatever, and I really want to do this machine learning stuff. How much math do I need to know? I mean, the tutor could custom, it would be very expensive, but they could custom come up with a plan for you. But we want the system to be able to do that. And in order for it to do it really well, we just have to make sure that topics don't have unnecessary connectivity so that we can really streamline it. Does that make sense? Yeah. Would you need to know multiplication tables off by heart to no. to get started? W would no, it teach you that? Really. No, multiplication tables is like, you know, really young stuff. And, you know, here's the thing. Learning multiplication tables um, is, is makes, it really saves you um, time, cognitive load when you're doing stuff. If you okay. don't know that three times four is 12 and you're like, well, four divided by three and you're like, have to think about it. Like you want to just like, it's four. Yeah. Because, you know, now, do you have to know 11 times 12 off the top of your head? Eh, maybe not. But so the more lower level stuff, I mean, it's not that hard to do, right? You teach it to the eight-year-olds or something. So you could you could learn it pretty quickly if you wanted to. Okay. But it just saves, it just makes it way, way, way faster. Got it. Does that, does that make sense? Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, because if I like, what, seven times eight, like I have to think it through every time I don't, just don't know it, you know? Yeah, you know, it's funny. I know I told you the story that my son, so Sandy had been working with Colby Lowe's multiplication tables and he was second or third grade or whatever it was. And she goes, well, could you work with Colby on his times tables for a little, to, you know, go over that and all his word list or something he had to do for school. And I'm like, okay, sure. So I sit down with him and I'd be like, you know, like it's, you know, seven times nine. And he'd be like, seven times nine? I was like, yeah, seven times nine. And he, he kept asking me to repeat it. And I realized that he was, and he would say 63. I'm like, good. All right, good. All right, uh, you know, four times eight. And he's like, four times eight? Oh, yes, yeah, 32. Oh, my God. But I was like, why are you asking? He's like, because he didn't memorize them. He would calculate them so fast. 
that he fooled his mom into thinking that he had memorized the location. I'm like, wait a minute. You don't know these, do you? It kind of gives me a look. I'm like, the point is for you to memorize these. And, uh, you know, I think he got away with having not memorized them for a while. And even my my youngest, who's in math, came, she just took the calculus exam. She never really learned them that well. And sometimes I'd be sitting at work there and I'd be like, okay, right. So, let's, uh, you know, divide, you know, whatever, 63 by 7. That's And I'd be like, nine. And she's like, I'm like, nine, right? Nine. Nine, right? <laughs> I'm like, Harry, come on. You're taking calculus and you don't know this off the top of your head. You should fast with this. Like, just let's go. Anyway, it just makes your life easier. It's just if you don't know this stuff, it's just you have to devote extra cycles in your brain to doing stuff yeah. that should be it should be in the hardware. It shouldn't be in the software. Yeah, that makes sense. Right. And and it's just not and but but school's got really um kind of away from doing stuff like that. And it's really bad, really dumb. They think, oh, memorization is bad. It's like, no, memorizing certain useful things is really, really good. It's like saying caching beta data is bad. No, caching data is good that you want to use a lot. It is good. But people are really confused with math education, so it doesn't surprise me that people do dumb stuff like that. So anyway, so we got, but I was going to say, so we the, the whole refactoring the model, uh, we got the, the, the adaptive diagnostic out. Um, the other thing is I got a notification system built in there now because I wasn't really, I didn't really have a notification system, so... This whole thing that it has a notification, it sends it to the database, and it sends these really nice formatted emails. Like I think I posted one in there as like the five keys to success. So, so you have lots of notifications going out, keyed off of what the student is doing or not doing, and so they can. Someone will go to the student and the parent. Someone will just go straight to the parent. It's like, hey, you know, great, you're, you know, Sarah just scored a perfect score on her uh, quiz today. Congratulations and. Da, 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 da. And then, you know, because like parents never get sick of hearing that their kids are doing a great job, mm. right? Love it. We love it. Oh, your kids got A plus. Great. You're not going to get mad at that email. You're like, cool. Mm. You know, this this program is working. Or hey, look this. And then we have like a send them an, and it's like an animated GIF that shows how much of the graph and stuff they've mastered the last three months. And this is all they got to do to hear go to here. And like, oh, cool. You know, that kind of motivational stuff, just like a really good tutor would do. They. You'd go to meet, you'd go to pick your kid up from the tutor and you'd be like, so how's it going? Oh, yeah, she's made great progress. And let me show you how much she's learned. And I think if we stay at it, you know, we could get her to here by then. And you'd be like, great, I love this tutor. This is awesome. Okay, I'm down. Let's, I'm coming back. But if the thing just never tells you anything, like our system kind of does, except it sends out a ma an email Friday that has a summary. and Tells you, you how know. bad you're doing. That, that, well, remember you saying well, that. Well, yeah. if, you're, if you're doing well, it's fine. But the problem is, is if you haven't done anything for a while, it still says, so, um, yeah, I haven't done any work in three months. <laughs> yeah. That's like, that's like the worst. It should I'm be instead. It should go ahead. No, I'm always scared of, of the, building those notification systems because it's like so easy to just accidentally send 100 emails to people, you know. You and me both. I, I, that's one of the things. It is so easy to screw those. So you machine gun the emails and people yeah. get like five of them or, and you're like, but you got to do it. And because the, 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 the email process, I mean, I think what people have to, the way I think about it, and I think probably the way you should think about it is that the emails is part of the user interface. It's part of the user experience. Yeah. And for a parent, in this case, they're not actually using it every day. The kid is, Right. So the, but the parent needs to know what's going on. They need to know when they need to intervene and they need to know when to feel good about things. And they need to know 
how progress is made. And if they're brought in a loop and they can see things are going well or they're able to intervene early, then they're all they're like, oh, this is great. They're part of the habit. They're thinking about it. This is front of their mind. They're like, hey, I'm paying 40 or $50 a month. That's no big deal. This is like a big thing that my daughter's doing and she's done all this stuff. If they pay this thing and they never hear about it, yeah. and then it's like their daughter is doing it or not doing no, no, it. I mean, smart, it's, super smart. And um, and the good the good thing is, is like, you're only going to get people, you know, winning. Because, like, you can't move forward unless you win. So every time the kids win something, you tell the parents, your kid just wants, you won. You know, it doesn't have to be an A plus or whatever. It's just like. Well, yeah. they made progress. But, they made but, progress. But, but, but you do have, like, when a kid falls off the wagon. Yeah. You have to say, hey, uh, Sarah hasn't done anything. It has looked like Sarah hasn't done any work in a week uh, and a progress. Probably should get, you know, back on the. Yeah. Nothing like a fresh start, you know, kind of encouraging things. And <laughs> yeah, here's what's here. She's learned all this stuff. If she takes off another week, she's going to forget this much more. It's kind of like you kind of have to think like as a parent, what would motivate me to get. So my daughter has not done something the week last week. I know she had some schoolwork and da da da. Maybe she was sick. OK, but I, need, I want to get her back on because we don't want to fall behind. What would be the best thing they, to say? You, they forget stuff so quickly, especially when they're young. Do you remember Catalyst? We teach uh -huh. them. We teach them functions, and then next week they'd be like, how do functions work? <laughs> well, and the reason was is because we did it once a week. Yeah. It's not enough. That's what I kept saying. You really need to do this thing like a few times a week. So, yeah. I mean, it's not just kids. It's everybody. Everybody forgets and, yeah. and, and if you don't use stuff. So, um, anyway, the email system is, I think, going to be critical yeah. for keeping parents feeling good, keeping them informed, keeping understanding the value that's coming out, helping their kids get as much value out of it as possible. I mean, I, I don't want people subscribing and not using it and feeling bad about it, right? I want to like, like, let's, I'd rather say like, let's figure out how to get your son or daughter back on the wagon and making progress. Let's find a, a good target. Like let's, and not make them feel bad. It's like, oh, hey, you know, if they had been doing the last six months, they would have been way yeah. ahead. Like that's a, that's a dumb email. Yeah. Um, so anyway, it's just it's just kind of doing all that. Um, the other thing I was going to say, the thing that I'm I'm working. So here's another thing that was sort of a, um, uh, almost a punch yourself in the face, punch your punch your your customer in the face feature or or bad <laughs> UI experiences. That so you you start the you start the 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 course on let's say they started on on September first, right? And they're going along really well. Something happens, get sick, school gear gets away, whatever. They fall behind. Now they're behind over time 500 XP. Instead of 3,000 XP or 4,000, instead of 4,000 XP, they have 3,500. And every time the kid logs in, they see their 500 XP behind. How do you feel? But, so you're saying you actually delete their XP? I don't know, but they're behind. They they're supposed to do fit. Let's oh, say they're yeah. supposed to oh, do. Yeah, you're but you're behind five hundred XP. Yeah, I get it. Yeah. It just says every single time that you will you you show up to your karate studio and the karate studio say, Well, you should be a black belt by now, but you're not. <laughs> <laughs> that is a really bad bad journey. Really bad. It's really I mean, it, it works to an extent, but then at a certain point they fall too far off. You need to help them reframe and get going again, right? It's just, it's just, you're too far behind to catch that up. It's like, okay, I'm never going to catch up to that. So anyway, yeah. I had no way of doing that, of, of changing that. And if someone says, oh, so if we said their XP goal per day was 50 a day, right? So 50 minutes a day, five days a week, which is like a, like a full course. And then let's say at a certain point, which has happened in a few cases said, hey, you know, 
my son has um, this other stuff going on, and he's made a lot of progress. So I wanted, I wanna, I wanna bring it down to thirty XP a day because I think we, I think we, that's a good number for the rest of the year. There was a way to do that. So mm. I turned down to thirty. It would go back as if they were doing thirty from the beginning. Oh. So now they're suddenly way ahead, which okay. is really dumb. Yeah, yeah. Or, or I've got another one. It's like, hey, um. You know, my son has done a lot of progress, but we're going to hit summertime and we're going to take a little time off and I don't want him to come in and have, and, and have his big XP deficit. No way to do it. Hmm. Or my kid, we got a little off, we got a little unfocused here. I mean, these are practical emails. These are, yeah. I'm really paraphrasing emails. Hey, you know, we got a little um, distracted here. Well, I'm ready to get, ready to get going on this again, but my daughter's like 1500 XP behind. Is there a way that we can reset this? You know, and kind of crush No, there's no way to do it. <laughs> right. Which is just really bad. I mean, it's really dumb. And so I, I wrote something to fix all that so that I can just set in, you know, at any point in time, we can, re you know, say, you know, here's the new levels or we can do a reset or we can do a pause or we can retroactive. So it fixes all that stuff so that we can do stuff like, hey, let's time for a refresh. Let's do a restart. How about a restart? How about we get going again? Let's come up with a goal. Let's do something, you know. It's like your trainer came to you and said, Hey yeah, Dustin, man, yeah. I haven't seen you in six months. You know, let's uh let's let's get you going. What do you what do you want to what do you want to, what do you, what do you think what do you think we can do here? What do you want to do? Well, my trainer's never gonna see me again, but Yeah, because he's a, a he's a, a, he's a crypto titan now, but it's <laughs> a different but, issue. Anyway, so uh long and short of it, these are some really, really important things that we gotta knock out first. Yeah. That if I don't have them, it just have a really problematic user experience in some cases. And um, I don't want to like bring out a bunch of people and then have a huge amount of customer support or dissatisfaction because I didn't fix some really basic stuff. Just, just how many more things. of those kind of things do you have before? No, not, a, not a ton. The, these are, we're, we're getting down to the last uh, couple months of work. I okay. Think. So one of them was the onboarding. So right now when somebody would set up an account, I have to do everything manually. I would like go in, I could, I could create the user account, but then I'd have to go and create add a course in the database. I literally was going in and editing records in the database, Justin. Mm -hmm. That's ridiculous. And this setting type zone things, added to a sequence, <laughs> assigned to a test and a script. I mean, it was like an end step thing. And Sandy's like, um, maybe you should automate that. <laughs> Because every time you ask someone, it takes you like 45 minutes and then, you know, and I'm like, yeah, I know. It's I know exactly like, what you're talking about. I'm doing, I do the exact same thing with uh, Georgie's website. It's like, I just never really got around to doing those kind of things. And it's so annoying. You have to go in like they entered, you know, Georgie's like, okay, they signed up with the wrong email and they're not getting their email. I'm like, okay, I've got to log into my SQL. I, you know, oh, it's painful. It's such a nightmare. Right. So I'm, I'm with you. So I did. So I finally wrote a script that, um, that does all that. You know, I entered a few pieces of information and, you know, as if they had, and all I have to do is now I'll create the onboarding, which I did a lot of work on already, but I create like an onboarding wizard, which is just like a really slick little wizard, pop this data in, creates all the stuff, sends them the, all their account emails and they're getting started stuff in a place and everybody's ready to rock. So they're, so, so they're still doing it, but they're, they're manually sending the stuff to you and now you're manually putting it in that new wizard, but ultimately it's going to be self-serve. Yeah, ultimately a self-serve, you just go out and be like, I think what it will be is, you know, take a diagnostic, find out where you are, or sign up or something like that, and you just go through and be like, you know, add one or two kids or add yourself, and this is what I want to take, and do you want to take an assessment, yes or no, and da 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 ask a few 
handful of questions and a, like a slick little wizard and then you're off to the races. Mm-hmm. So, but nice. Sandy was what was pushed me to do that. She's like, you know, <laughs> this is really dumb. I'm just like, yeah, I know. What's one of those things you're, you're always planning on to do next week? And you, you, you say that to yourself for like nine months? <laughs> yeah, I do. I know. Totally going to have this I done next exactly week. I know exactly what you mean. It's nuts. It's nuts. Totally going to do this next week. So that was a good thing done. Yeah. And the other last thing I'll say about it is the big, big thing was the free response. Getting that finally worked out. That was a huge deal. We had a couple more really advanced edge cases that uh, one of my mathematicians found. And, or he, he actually said, he goes, Hey, Jason, that's not evaluating. And, and I'm looking at it. It's like this really advanced Taylor expansion. It was a multivariable thing. And it was, I said, I'm looking at it and I go, Oh, I was like, Oh, the problem is, is they're not the same. And the reason is, is because the the student answer subtly restricts the domain of the first one. So they are not by definition equivalent. But so we had to go in and do an analysis of stuff, but, but it's only you would, but, but when you have these really advanced expressions, you don't apply rules of equivalence with the same level of strictness. We, Justin and I discovered, we're like, wait a minute, this would probably be okay, but it's only because it's a really advanced expression. If it was a, of a more, a more a simpler expression, we would mark that as wrong. And, and so what we discovered was hilarious is that, and there were, because of these certain sort of edge cases, Google Wolfram Alpha didn't agree. That's the area where we're at. When Wolfram and Alpha, when Wolfram Alpha and Google disagree, for instance, <laughs> zero raised to the power of zero. Google says one. Wolfram Alpha says undefined. <laughs> you know, and it is. It's it's one of these things where mathematicians have never come to a consensus, and it's a little bit contextual. <laughs> and there was a few edge cases like that where Justin and I are like, Jesus. <laughs> like we're in the quantum realm now. Now we're at the point where it's like you're literally. Super edge cases, but it, um, otherwise, anyway, we came up with some, some, some sort of, uh, way of analyzing these, how complex the certain aspects of these expressions are. So that we could decide whether we want to provide loose or strict, um, enforcement of, uh, exponential rules or whatever. You put the, the free for the screenshot of the, the free form free response. Um, oh, yeah, a little bit of one. Yeah. So. Obviously, you can't type that stuff on a keyboard. So, how how do they get? How do they get? Um, it, did they have like one of those uh, math editors or something like a function? Yeah. So, so what happens is you type, and there are certain keys that will just automatically format it that way. It it if anyone has used Desmos, so we use this. So this is the one the library that I use is is MathQuill, which is what Desmos uses. Okay. For uh, so as you're typing, it immediately is formatting the um. Uh, it immediately starts formatting the the math, right? So if you're doing a square root or a logarithm or cosine, but like, or how whatever. does it even know that it's that in the first place? Is that what you well you enter like, that into the into the, into the question? Yeah, we you see how that button bar, that contextual button bar that pops up below. I see explanation, the, and then there's like see above that you see this little button bar. It has three little buttons: the, the fraction, the exponent, and the square root buttons right there. So when they when yeah. the, when the editor has focus, that thing appears, and so then I could click the fraction button, and it'll it'll create an empty fraction with a numerator oh, empty, oh, and you oh. can just type in there. Okay, right. But and but it's, it, yeah. it's just three buttons. I mean, it, no, I have I have like forty buttons. Those, but I don't like I don't create this ginormous toolbar with a lot of stuff that doesn't apply. In which case, it just intimidates and confuses uh, the so, user. So so uh, it's like a question by question basis. You give them the buttons that they need that, for that answer. 
Yeah, we try not to, we try and create, okay, here are the buttons that are necessary for the correct answer. We don't want to telegraph the answer. So sometimes we'll throw in some other things that are generally in this ballpark of the kind of buttons you use. Like yeah. in this one, there's clearly no trig uh, functions. So why we put a you know bunch of trig buttons there, right? And just but there's a square it. root button. And so- Yeah, square root. Well, they don't use it here, but it's like, yeah, you know, square root. So anytime you have an exponent, we kind of throw in the square root or the nth root button. But they don't so use like, it. So that's almost like a, I mean, well, to me, that's like- they call, yeah, it, they call it a distractor. That's almost like, yeah. That's like, oh, wait, <laughs> should I be using square roots right now? <laughs> right, which is exactly what you do. You don't want to telegraph it yeah. so the student goes, yeah. well, I know there's no square root here because yeah. there's no square root button. So it's like, Perfect. let's put any of the, they're sort of like sister buttons or something. It's like whenever you're going to do an exponent, what's the inverse or the complement of that function? Make sure they're both there so that you're kind of like not, yeah, you know, like I said, not telegraphing the answer. Nice. Um, so what That's I what great. I did here, this was actually though thank you. Well, th this is actually right here was from the preview of the content development. Um, this actually isn't the the free response thing. So this okay. is sort of like I was sort of going in and just typing this Taylor Taylor series expansion and whatever. And I, what was the the letter that you sent there? So that was one of the the notification letters that you're sending out to the parents. Oh yeah, the email. So that was the uh, uh, keys to success, the five keys to success. Okay. So, so, so what was happening is I would send an email to parents. So a parent would sign, I'd do a demo with them and I'd be like, so what do you think? Do you want to give a Oh yeah, yeah, we're going to sign. I'm like, okay. I'd send them an email with a Wufu link. They'd go fill out the Wufu form and Stripe. And it was Sandy would get a notification. She would enter it into Zoho Big, Big In, which was like our CRM thing. Then she'd say, honey, so-and-so signed up. You couldn't call for them. And I'd say, okay. And so I'd log in there and I'd manually created in the database like we talked about. And one of the things I'd do is I'd send them an email and I would write the same stupid email or some variation of it. I've done it like 65 times or something at this point. Five keys to Where success. Says, hey, welcome aboard. Thanks so much for, you know, and I, you know, a little customized based on our interaction or whatever. Here's their account login info. Remember it's .com, not .us. You know, did placement test. By the way, set up the placement exam for them. It's 90, it's long questions, but don't worry. You know, the whole thing I said earlier, and also, I would say, now, given that she, your daughter is only in, insert grade, fifth grade or sixth grade, we found that with younger students, you really need to do the following things. If you really need to sit down with them first few sessions and make sure that they are reading the textual explanations carefully, that they're doing, they're following along with the examples carefully, step by step, even better if they write them down and that they do the problems on paper and they don't try and do them in their head and that they don't guess. We found that most of the kids will do all those things wrong. They will skim and skip and do things in their head and guess of course. and fail things. So you, it's really important <laughs> to get kids off the right side too. You know, so that's essentially, and I wrote, I've written, I read that same thing probably 40 times, different version, literally from scratch every single time because I'd always kind of rewrite it. And I'm like, all right, damn it. I could, I, and you know, sometimes you're like, I know I wrote it even better one time, you know? So I'm like, I need to write, like, do a really good job. And this thing should be an automatic email that really does the thing. So that was, that was that email. Mm. Did you, does that, did it make sense yeah, to you when good. you read it? Or you, you, um, you are doing, you have done things that don't scale. So you are following the classic Y Combinator advice, but yeah, you're not doing it because it. you're following advice. You're just, that's just what you're doing, but. 
just what I'm doing. <laughs> but I don't. I, it should have said. It should have said like do things that don't scale. But you know, after two years, now now scale. <laughs> you know, don't do things that don't scale forever. <laughs> exactly. Well, it it, it kind of reminds you. I mean, Thirty Seven Signals used to say this. They would say you do something until it becomes painful. Yeah. You know, or you would do customer support until it becomes painful. You do these things and then you automate it once it becomes painful. But different people have said it in different contexts. And I, I think it probably makes sense because you, you don't want to automate something before you really understand the process or the aspects or what the email should be or, you know, whatever. Like, do it manually. So like, I know exactly what I need to say and exactly how to say it because I've done it a million times. And so then you write that email and now it's automated. Yeah. Or you know, whatever the, the course creation stuff. So you do everything manually and then you, and then you, then you do it right. Then you automate it. You know what you're automating, you know why you're automating it. And then it's just done. Yeah. And then you don't have to fuss with it anymore. And then you're feeling really good. Cause right now I'm feeling really good. A lot of the stuff is automated. I'm just like, oh, thank God. I don't have to do that anymore. <laughs> but it, but it is truly right. It is truly a do things that don't scale. And it, it, it you know, even though I always, I mean, I've listened to those interviews with uh, Giant and Brian Chesky of Airbnb. I've that I love that story about how to do everything that doesn't scale, and I 100% believe that as much as you can to do that at first. But I was not actually doing that on purpose. I was doing it out of necessity, and it turns out that it actually worked, and has been worked really well. And a similar lines, the guy from Superhuman, the CEO who onboarded, I think he claims 150 or even more users like I did using like a zoom thing. And, you know, like he did, I found, I got really, really in tune with, uh, with, with the customers, who they are, what their issues they are trying to solve, what alternatives they had tried and used before, what they're looking for, what they're confused by. Right. I mean, this stuff's really, really important. Mm -hmm. And I, I, I mean, I probably had, I don't know. 65 of those soup sessions. Maybe like I'll that. do the same with Taskflow. Just see. Yeah. It's a really, it's a really, it's, um, I mean, the thing is Taskflow is so, is going to be such a, uh, I think it's going to be so simple. So you might yeah, not need simple. to do it. I mean, yeah. the thing about an email client and, and getting everybody moved over to new email, it's fraught with complications and frustrations. Mm. Okay. Um, for me, it's like, it's a parent. First of all, this thing was very, it was very incomplete. You have a parent yeah. come in. And they're like, my daughter is, uh, they don't really know what to do or what the issue is. They have a problem and they're looking for it to fix. So it, it, it took, but I, th I, I don't know if you'd need to do it, but I have to tell you that um, at the very least, you should probably try and do s some of it. Yeah. I think it helps. It's, a, it's time consuming, but, but here's the thing. It's time consuming, but it's fun. Yeah. I mean, it's fun to talk about your product. I mean, you're excited about it. You're, you're, but what you have to be is you have to be really open about it. So people are like, not are confused. You don't like make a, you know, I just, you just reminded me of something that I plugged into, um, Georgie's website that you should plug into your website. You were going to, you will really love it. Hotjar. Okay. Hotjar. Basically okay. it just records what the user, it, it does two things. First of all, it records what the users are doing. So you can just see the session. You can see them making the mistakes, going to the wrong places, clicking the wrong buttons. And you literally, it's just like one line of JavaScript and then you're just recording their sessions. And it's wow. amazing to just look through and watch what people do, A. And B, it does heat maps. So you can just sort of see, oh, there are, you know, this is where people are generally going. This is what people are generally clicking on. 
And mm. I think you would appreciate that. It's just like looking over people's shoulders, but you can do it so quickly. Um, it's it's nice. really how, how's it, how does it integrate? It you just put a line of JavaScript with and and it's like just one line of JavaScript. It, it does everything else. You don't need to do anything. It, that's it. And then and then you just have like some account on Hotjar. Do you log? Yeah, you in? go to you log into Hotjar.com and you just go through their dashboard and you just look at look at stuff and you just see what people are doing. So you can see the kids making mistakes. It it and it it's just. I don't know how they do it, but they just do like a full screen, a full screenshot of the whole page. You see the mouse moving around. It's, yeah, that sounds really great. Well, I appreciate that. Yeah, uh, the suggestion. That's, uh, that would actually be, I think that'd be really useful. Yeah, for sure. For yeah, sure. So. Yeah, check it out. Oh, that's man. cool. Well, I guess we're running up on the two hour mark. We are. And we didn't, uh, do we don't any... even have any breaks. There's no, no breaks to edit out. Well, there we was could... one, there was one where you wanted to check the mic. So don't oh, forget yeah. to okay. edit that, was... that out. What what else do we got? Um, well, we anything people, else that you really want to talk about? Well, I'm just looking through the Discord. Um, let's see. People want us to do, or one or one or two people. I don't know how many people want us to do an entire show dedicated to um, TVs, TV shows. Ah, <laughs> TV show edition. Okay. I don't know if that's even possible. I don't know if I've seen enough TV to talk about it for like that long. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. What else? We had one suggestion of bringing Colby on, or oh yeah, Colby, that would be cool. Kid, the kid show. I don't know. We, I, I consider it. Colby. I'm sure Colby would be up for it, but I don't know if. I don't know. Seventeen year olds are not the easiest uh, people to listen to. <laughs> he'd be like, <laughs> you don't have a teenage like... <laughs> son, you know. If you have a teenage son, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Um. um it's and funny. If, I was talking. So oh, I was going to say so that my, my, like I said, Doug and Eli were visiting, and um, I can't remember what was Doug, Doug was talking. So we were, we, the kids were in the pool, and we were kind of sitting there. Sandy and Doug and I were sitting there eating tacos, and I can't remember which it was. Colby did something, or Eli did something, and I said, "You know, they're so smart, but they're so such idiots." <laughs> and he's like, "I know." And so they were all like, oh, "They are such idiots." Sometimes it's incredible. <laughs> I mean, they're so bright and they're so dumb in some ways. It just, it drives you insane. Some of the dumb stuff they say, and you're just like, going, Oh God, I just, I want you to pass this point. <laughs> you know, like, you know, maybe like four or five years, you get to like 23, 40, you're not such an idiot. <laughs> it's like, it's there's insane. this sort of like, you know, and especially what's funny is some of these really bright kids, because they get the sense that they're really smart, right? Cause they are. But they really don't understand things that well, and they're really confused about a lot of stuff. But they get kind of big egos and think they're they're kind of know it alls in a certain way, and they just they're just wrong, and you just <laughs> get tired of arguing with them because it's just it's just exhausting and exasperating. But you love them, but you're, you're driving you crazy. I mean, anyone who has, I mean, there might be a few people who had teenagers and didn't have much experience of this, but all teenagers are like this to some degree. But there's a certain category of the know it all teenager. And it's just, it's just, it's just amplified if they're like a high IQ kid, right? Because they really do believe that they're like, you know, a genius or something. And you're just like, God. yeah. <laughs> Georgie was showing me, um, oh, this, uh, this, this guy, PhD guy, who was just talking about how it's, it's, it's just wired into their brain, like to separate themselves and argue with you and be independent. It's yeah. just like it's just like it it's completely in their brain. It's just a developmental process. 
Well, that's right. I mean, they're not really fully developed until they're like 25 anyway. The brains are still developing, and especially when they're 17. I mean, they're just, I mean, just three or four years ago, they're like 13, 14, and they really didn't know anything, right? It's just like, um, well, you know what? It's like the old saying, like, the older I get, the less I know, you know? That's just. How does that apply to this? I'm not, I don't get it. Well, when you're when you're like seventeen, you think you know everything. Oh, when you, I see. When you're you twenty, say, you think you, you, you realize. Know, oh, actually, I don't quite know everything. And by the time you're fifty, you're like, you know what? I don't really know that much. <laughs> yeah, it's a little bit like that. Yeah, that Dunning Kruger <laughs> effect or whatever it is. It's like the less people know, the more of an expert they think they are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that, that is definitely like the teenage disease, right? They they finally figured out a little bit about how life works because when they're twelve or thirteen, they're totally confused. They don't understand anything, right? And then finally, they're like 15, 16, they're kind of getting a clue. Like, hey, wait a minute. Well, <laughs> I get this. Like, no, you really don't. <laughs> no, you really don't. I mean, trust me. I mean, you'll know some things when you're getting your 20s, and you'll know some things when you're getting your 30s. But you, believe me, at 17, you don't know. You just don't. But they don't believe it because <laughs> they're perspective. It's like somebody who's drunk who claims they're not drunk or something. They just can't even see how drunk they are. You know, you're just like, <laughs> I'm not going to argue with you, man. <laughs> you're, you're clearly blitzed but whatever well totally not man like okay <laughs> all right so else we got any other discord requests or any ask the kind of like questions that they asked that we needed to uh well do respond you, to you've responded to everything in math academy right i probably did yeah i've been trying to be at least responsive there i haven't always been engaged in the conversations on like the jv link stuff or whatever but the general stuff but i at least with math academy yeah yeah i mean i I, it's almost like it's, it's its own beast, um, the Discord. Like, there's stuff just happening in there that I don't feel uh, like I it, don't feel I need to just bring it into the show right now because okay. there was just a decent amount of conversation already in there. Okay. Um, well, I, yeah, it, it, yeah. It, 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 the Discord does not have to drive the show or, or anything like that. But if there's, if there's ever things that you feel like you want to bring into the show because you feel like it'd be really entertaining or interesting or whatever, we can do it. But it's, uh, it's, it's, it's cool. It's funny. Some of these people who showed up and I'm like, Ben Boyder, I'm like, Emra, like in names, like Emra, I haven't, I, I, I hadn't seen that. Like, I don't think I'd seen his name like five, six, seven years, something like that. You yeah. Know, we've it got, kind of, it was uh, really cool. It was really cool to see him. Of course, Alfie and Joe and, you know, these are, these are people we've become friends with and we've kept up with, but there are other, you know, anyway, but there are other people who I just had not, I just hadn't seen or Jeff Welpley, but there are other people who I just. Hadn't I just hadn't seen their name? They hadn't commented in a long time. Yeah, and, you yeah. Know, it was pretty cool. Over seventy people. That's not bad. No, not too bad it's for not, a... not bad for a little Discord server. Oh, speaking of Discord server, I've sent an email. Finally, got off my duff and sent an email to one of the moms. I said, "Hey, you you asked me about the Discord server. Do you want to do a Math Academy Discord server group?" And she's like, "Yes, I do. We're going to get that set up. So I'm going to start experimenting with creating." discord groups for math academy students you okay. know, kind of allow them to control it and you know kind of it'll be their server and they can be like it's their group and it might be five or six or 15 or whatever kids who are roughly at a similar age and roughly on a similar level and that'll be interesting to see how that goes there's a thing where you can do just like that email uh, that you just did um mm -hmm. so you'll probably find yourself with every server you create creating some kind of intro or whatever you could do that in an automated way i'm sure just yeah well one of the things i think so i'm gonna, I'm gonna i think i'm gonna hire colby to work for, for me over the summer mm -hmm. god help me but 
<laughs> I think, yeah. God help me. But one of the things I think I might have to do is 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 is, is write some uh, d- create some Discord bots and write some Discord integration. Yeah. So you know different things that they do or whatever in the MathCadding program could show up and be posted into uh, Discord. Um, I'm also going to have him rewrite. Remember, I I think I told you this years ago. I you know I heard that that guy um, Sivalad from Eastern Europe, and he wrote he created a lot of this these Orm stuff with next it's not even really orm stuff it's like dynamically constructed queries using javascript it's a nightmare and i'm gonna have colby replace all that oh good with, finally you know, so that's like here's the first thing you do because Save i want a lot this collective power. the see log collective is like you know i'm gonna have them go through each one of my service classes which wraps up all the call all the database calls for a certain type of you know table or whatever and replace write a replacement one right next to it so write a tet you know take Take a ORM call, any one of these ORM calls, write a test suite, write the same thing, and you make a few different calls, make sure it returns the exact same records, and then we're just going to get rid of everything. That'll be, that'll actually be something that I want done. It's not like make work. It's like, I would really like this done, but I can't take like a week of my time to do that. That's pretty cool, right? And then he'll, he'll get really, yeah, that work cool. on a SQL and, you know, mm-hmm. but I think the Discord thing would also be kind of fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. we uh we about done here? Yeah. Are you got anything so. else you want? All right. No, I well, mean this um, is this is good. I mean, now like this is another good reason for me to work on the task flow thing because I will have we will be at the same we'll both be doing something very similar. Coding mm-hmm. for customers. <laughs> we'll be able to talk about that every week. It's gonna be better for the show. Yes. I like it. Yeah. Uh, I'm I'm excited. I I'm a, well, you know, it's um you know, if you if you have a good like task type of thing, it can work. But I, I think it it you know we see what you know Trello and Notion and those things can work. They've got really good businesses. They do. They but are think, good businesses. I hate them, but, it, but I hate the way that they work. They just do well, not exactly. work. Exactly. So you got something to bring to the party. If you're just going <laughs> to yeah. create a you know Trello clone, like who <laughs> needs that, really? But if you just create a new type of thing that distills that you know, because a lot of people who probably like you know. They may like Trello in certain instances, but it doesn't work from in others or whatever. But they're like, okay, so task flow is kind of like a Notion thing, and but you do this other stuff, and there's a different way. A lot of people just say, you know, I don't really like Notion for X, Y, Z reasons. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, there's always opportunity to this stuff, but I think, yeah, you know, um, just get something going and follow the follow the process you talked about. But I'll 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 test it out. I'll be one of your first testers because all my tasks. All the crap I write isn't a big SS file. I have yet to ever, every time I've tried something else, I've tried cello for like 15 minutes. And I was like, ah, screw this. I hate this. Yeah. Yeah. It's so, it sucks because life can... isn't sideways. Like, like you need, you need ver- vertical lists. It's just a that's, simple fact. That <laughs> is your intro post. Life isn't sideways. <laughs> why I hate Trello and why I created Tesglo? Because <laughs> like, life isn't sideways. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'll be your, I'll be one of your primary beta testers. If you can get me to stop using big ass text files, I agree. I agree. That That's, would be something. That would I'm be a, an incredible accomplishment. I'm a I'm a I'm a I'm a cranky old you know yeah. grump, and I just want to use my old tools. And I'm exactly. lazy, and I'm you know I easily annoyed. Agree. So if you could get me to use it, then it's the you same know. thing. It's the same thing. I mean, it's uh, we have a, I have a very high bar to pass for both you and me. In fact, I think I'm going to put on the, the the sort of launch screen. You know, better than a big uh, big ass text file asterisk 
That might not be true. <laughs> Better than a big ass sex file. That might not be yeah. true, but that is the corporate mission. Oh, no, I would say that's, I would just say better than a big ass sex file. I think that's good. Okay. I like it. But I also that's... like because life isn't sideways. <laughs> that's a whole nother. <laughs> well, you know what we could do <laughs> is you could write a series of blog posts of like why I tried in, to use Twitter and failed, why I didn't I don't like Notion. You yeah. know, you could say, okay, here are the things I, I, I say they do all this stuff well. Like I'm, you know, they're, but it's just, this, this is why it doesn't work for me. But this is way why Taskflow works this way or whatever. Yeah. So you could you could kind of write some blog posts that kind of explain your thinking a little bit. And there might be other people who go, huh, you know but what? The, That's right. I don't like Notion for that reason either. I like it, but I don't like it. This, okay, fine. Okay, Justin, you know, if you could solve that problem, maybe I'll give it a shot. The, the main reason is <clears throat> just feel. Just the feel of the UI um, mm -hmm. doesn't move fast enough. Like I just don't Which like one? any of them. <laughs> I don't like. Well, like, you literally you flipped out when we tried to use Alassian like a a eight sauna, years ago. Like yeah, Asana. Asana. You like this sucks. Asana. I was like, well, it's not. You're like, I. I'm like, okay. I mean, you just, just like, literally had a mental breakdown on it. Like you were basically, so upset about a big ass text file does exactly what you tell it to do. Exactly when you tell it to do. There's no weird hoops you need to jump through to get from one part of it to another part and you know what i mean you just move yeah. the arrows up and down you just like yeah. hit return well, exactly. that's stuff. why every time i start to create a list in excel or google sheets i'm like damn it you know it's like get focused and move around this screw this so i'm not even it's sure so that annoying. it's possible i'm not even sure that it's possible because of that I'm, one reason so that's my I main know it's focus a, you can make it as fast you just have to it just has to be like when you click on something i mean you sh it's just responsiveness it just has to be it just flow just go right absolutely into it. yeah okay All i right. mean what anyway. you know what you could do <laughs> is that you could it could fall into like just like text mode and then go back you know if you wanted to or whatever i don't know. but anyway the speed is the issue right i mean responsiveness and speed is the issue and i think uh, and, and, and like you said simplicity there's a certain amount of flexibility I think, you know, types of information, multi many to many um, categories, and I think hierarchical categories would really but help. Like but I think you can do that stuff. With, like, for example, the kind of thing I'm thinking about is like when the cursor is blinking mm. and you press the down arrow and you're in a paragraph, it moves it down to the next line, down to the next line. But then when it hits the end of the box, you press the arrow and it moves it down to the next section, the next task. You know what I'm mm -hmm. saying? So like your arrows move everywhere just like they do in a text file. Yeah. No, that sounds like good. Well, I think I think you're thinking about the right <laughs> thing. I mean, I think if someone if someone like me is like, well, why do I use a text file? It's because it's fast and it's flexible. And I'm yeah. easily annoyed. Right. I think it slows me down. And I'm willing to give up certain types of categorization and stuff just so they can just yeah. stuff exactly. get out of my way. Exactly. And I think if you stay focused on that, I think that's kind of a win a, a winning strategy. But you but you add it with this added level of uh, of structure and, and categorization. Yeah. All yeah, right. I, mean, I don't know. <clears throat> that's that's a fun it. project. That's it. That's it. We're, we're both working on good stuff. All um, right. Yep. Well, let's see. So you're going to launch publicly on Sunday next week. Uh, 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 before. It's already <laughs> launched. If you go to taskflow.co, you'll already see something. Got it. Okay. Taskflow. Yeah. There will be, Taskflow. what, a blinking cursor? Taskflow.co.
and it says, don't you wish there was something here? <laughs> it says, not better than a big-ass text file. That <laughs> just says task flow. There's nothing there. I know, but it's that's it's launched. It's a fucking server. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. Oh, man, I've done a lot of swearing this episode. I, I apologize to anyone What's with sensitive and delicate ears. Um, sorry about that. I'm a, I'm a little offended personally. Hope or hope we don't lose any lose any users. All right, man. I gotta I gotta go. We gotta get some ice cream. It's Sunday. It's ice cream time. Kids are kids are gonna getting restless. It's time to time to roll. So um, all right. I'll, that's a wrap. We're out.